<laughs> I think uh, this upcoming series with San Francisco is going to make a big, big. It's yeah. going to it's going to maybe have a big say in who wins this bet. Yeah, definitely. And what the Dodgers get. Like, All right. Are we back live? Hold on, Luke. Are we back live? Live. We're here with Luke from Albany. It's okay. All right, we're back. Luke from Albany, you're live on Toad Hop. Woohoo! Great. All right. All right. So we had five minutes of Renee dead keeps silence. playing his dad's band on the show. Uh, five minutes of dead silence. Turn your dad's band off. <laughs> we're back. Technical <laughs> difficulties. And we're back. Welcome to Toad Hop. We got Luke from Albany, uh, Tripoli's arch nemesis. No, on... he's not my arch nemesis. Not yet. The guy from yeah, Can- Canada is my arch nemesis. You guys have a bet that going? Yeah, we do have yeah. a bet going. What's the bet? Dodgers making the postseason or not? One more time. Uh, Gabe the Armo's with us. We're going to be talking his UFC picks coming up. But right now we got Luke from Albany. And uh, Luke and I have a bag of bets. It's basically, will the Dodgers make the playoffs or not? I say they will. Luke says they will. I also say they will. Yep. You say they will or won't? I believe the Dodgers will make the postseason, yes. Worst case scenario, wild card. But that's still making playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Worst case and I still win. Yeah. 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 Renee, what do you yeah. think? I'm afraid for you to touch that board right now. <laughs> hey, that wasn't me. Um, I think the Dodgers will make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Everybody here thinks you're in trouble, Luke. You better start manscaping right now. <laughs> Hey, if they're not in the postseason yet, like if if it was if the season ended today, they wouldn't be in the postseason. True, so, right, so we'll right. See. But and they did get back their big bats. They they're trying yeah. to pick up an arm. I wish they pick up another bat. I don't know why. Do you think we need pitching more than we need a bat? No, I think we need think one so, more yeah. bat and one more pitcher. I agree. Yeah, um, well, at least. Usually, what it comes down to in the postseason, though, is if you have, you know, good pitching. So that's probably what they're what they're looking for a pitcher right now. And I think Ryan Dempster of the Cubs do, doing really great right now. He, he's saying that he wants to go to the Braves or Dodgers. So, yeah, you know, I heard Braves. Today. I thought the Braves were going to get him. Yeah, me too. But uh, I, I don't know. He's a weird guy. Like he's like in his late thirties. He has wife and kids and stuff. Uh, I hate and, to tell you that doesn't make you weird. That's kind of most of America. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, no, what I, what I meant was like he's pretty specific about where he wants to move, and that's why it's kind of hard for him to be traded right now. I don't know. I think he's. Uh, I don't know. I think he's being difficult. I'm really amazed that it seems like, unlike all the other sports, nobody wants to play in L.A., which is weird because as a baseball player. I think it would be the best place to play because, one, you're in a major market, but you're not a major headline. Do you understand? Like, the Dodgers are what? The Dodgers are like the fifth story in uh, yeah, I mean, in L.A. Not right now. Yeah, but they're still they're not a big story. Yeah, but you got a yeah. lot of these towns that only have baseball where it's the only story in the town. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's the problem of L.A. I mean, even in New York... I mean, depending on the season and the way the wind blows, I mean, the, I feel sorry for Mets fans because you always got the Yankees. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, the Dodgers Dodgers are higher up than the Angels. Right, but it, they're still not like the major the cl- stories. The, like, the Angels uh, pick up better players, though. More better players go there, it seems. Well, I mean, because I, we I, just got a, our, our new uh, a really good owner. We've had a shitty owner for the last couple of years, so right, nobody wanted to come here. Yeah. Right they now, didn't want to pay for anybody. Right now, we hear more about, in L.A., we hear more about... Uh, what's going to happen with Andrew Bynum? Then we hear about the Dodgers. That's my point. Yeah, like that's that's hey, why. Go on. I was going to say, how do you guys feel about Ichiro being traded to the New York Yankees? Did you hear about that? Yeah, Ichiro, I hate it, man. Uh, was traded last night. I think it's a pretty interesting move. I think it's an interesting move, but it it, w- it would be way more interesting if this happened like five years ago. Agreed. I don't I'm necessarily surprised think he's the guy that he was. 
And I... Go on. Now, I was going to say, they were pulling up some interesting statistics yesterday where they were showing the on-base percentage of all the players on the Yankees, and Ichiro actually had the lowest on-base percentage. He has like a 281 on-base percentage. That surprises me. He's not the player he was uh, you know, earlier. And also, why the fuck did the Yankees need another outfielder? They have Andrew Jones. You know, they have, uh, what's the guy's name? Granderson, Swisher, Gardner. Well, a lot of those guys are injured, too. Well, to me, to make yeah, a... Yeah. To make an NFL comparison, the, the Yankees are very, very, are very similar to kind of like the Patriots are. They have their key, their pillars at, at, at a lot of positions, and they're like, "Hey, you want to come in for postseason? You know, eleven-year veteran that still can hit two eighty-six, but your money and the you, your knees don't buckle in the postseason. You know what I mean? It's just a regular yeah. game for you. You know, come on board for a season, pick up a ring. I mean, that's how the Patriots are. They just pick up all these guys that you're like, is this guy done or not? But he's like, I am more than willing to come over and contribute and get another ring if I can on my way out. And maybe they needed a, a leadoff batter. It's Rose. Pretty good for a leadoff, and he's good. On the, yeah, he's good on the he pads. He's good. Yesterday. What's up? He was hitting eighth yesterday. Oh, he Jeter was. Great. Yeah, yeah, he was hitting eighth. And yeah, Jeter it's kind of baffling. Great yeah. guy for them. So it's like you know, I think it's going to be like Lance Berkman in 2010. I don't know if you guys remember that. Sure. But Berkman got traded from the Astros, and he played like you know he platooned in uh, in the outfield every once in a while, and you know he did he did his thing. I think, and plus, and, as an American League team, he's a guy that, you know, fifth inning, sixth inning, seventh inning, when you start pinch hitting for people, when you start moving people around, he's a guy that can come in and play any position in the outfield. He, you know, he can wear a lot of hats for a team like that. Yeah, he's a good glover. Yeah, yeah, it's a good move, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's a long-term move at all in any way, shape, or yeah. form. This is a, this is a, uh, uh, let's add, let's add some firepower, even if it's minimal. Uh, let's get, it's more competence to me. He's not going to come in and, and like, like Tripoli said, be the guy he was five, six years ago. But he sure is a kind of guy where if it's, the game's tied and it's the eighth inning and I'm looking at the bench and I'm like, let's get him in here. I'm, I'm a lot less nervous than I am a, a, with a two year guy that's hitting the same batting percentage. Yeah, I'm with you now. Yeah, I got like Pena or something they have on the bench. Correct. And Carlos Pena yep. or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh, talked all I want to talk about the Yankees. I'm uh, over them. Luke, <laughs> Luke, good luck on your bet, bud, and I'll call yeah, in every week, dude. I want to. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, Luke. Dodger game was fun. It was really hot. We tried to stay the whole game. It kept getting closer and closer. I was happy with it. It was a fun turnout. There was a good group of us. Yeah. Uh, we all chowed down on some hot dogs. Tebow won. Thank you. I didn't even know we were having an eating contest. <laughs> well, I, I sprung that up at the last second. Who ate the most? And then you just went for it. Well, you guys were like, has anybody eaten more than four hot dogs? And in my hand was my fifth. <laughs> but I was full as fuck. So a bunch of us had had four, but I ate the fifth one just to like because I, I would win. But I, had I known we were having an eating contest, I wouldn't have had the two bags of popcorn and the bag of peanuts. I'd have just I probably would have done six or maybe even seven dogs. It's uncalled for, Gabe. How many how many dogs you have? Two, <laughs> two. I had three, three. Yeah, it was and a good nachos th- too. Yeah, you did. Well, you're Mexican. You yeah, have to have nachos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like seven to, beers. Yeah. Too. So, yeah. Did you have seven beers? No, I had like three, but yeah. yeah. No, I loved the ones it. I had at the shortstop. That's the way to so go, man. So much fun. I tell you what, man. If you're if you're in Los Angeles or you live here or you're out here visiting and it's summertime, go to Dodger Stadium. It is it it can be a cheap experience. That's the way to do it. Outfield, right field. Is all you can eat, and our tickets were like twenty five bucks. And all the Dodger chicks look like filthy whores. I ate fifty dollars worth of food. Yeah, I mean all the yeah. Okay, 
No, I'm, like I, I'm just saying. I mean, hot dogs are what six, seven bucks. And the I chicks are all like bimbos all around there. They all look like they'll put out. I mean, I don't know. There was a chick yeah. like two rows down, just totally <laughs> flirting with some Philly fans. fans. There's some chick over there who's got like whip marks on her legs from some weird <laughs> shit she's been doing. There was that little kid that was in front of me. He was probably seven years old, and just cheering for the Dodgers so hardcore. And there were some Philly fans in front of us. Yeah. Remember those guys? And they were kind of obnoxious. They were typical yeah, Philly fans. They were obnoxious. You could tell they were, uh, you know, from Philly. Really obnoxious. But but I appreciate that as a fan. You know, it's tough to be on the road as a fan supporting your team. You want to be as supportive as you can. But, right. you know, Dodger Stadium, don't make no qualms about it. We'll shank you. Yeah. You know, motherfuckers getting shanked and in I'm the parking no lot. And I'm with that because I'm wearing Dodger colors, so I'm not going to get shanked. But there's this little seven-year-old in front of me, white kid, and he goes, uh, and he leans back and he goes, first thing he says maybe second inning are you guys for the Dodgers <laughs> and, uh, and it was uh, crazy because he was that deep of a voice he too, was for a young and, we're like, and we're like yeah 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 and he's like good <laughs> and then those Philly fans about four seats over from his parents start chiming in and he turns around remember that kid Renee yeah. and he goes uh, are those Philly fans with you guys <laughs> and Renee's like no he goes Good. It turns around. So then it's like seventh inning stretch, and this kid's really funny to me. So I ask, I'm like, hey, what are you going to do if uh, if the Dodgers... I'm like, first question, I go, what do you think of Philly fans? I recorded the video of him, and he goes... Uh, he looks over at his parents, then looks back at the camera and goes... Philly fans suck ass. <laughs> He's like seven, but he looked at his parents first, and then then he go, oh, "What are you going to do if the Dodgers lose? I'm either going to shoot myself or hang myself." <laughs> I'm like, man, it's not even. That guy loves the Dodgers. We're halfway through the season, kid, don't be killing yourself. You're only seven. How are you going to get a gun too when you're seven? That's how we roll in L.A., bro. Seven year olds got guns. Yeah, we don't fuck around. It was uh, a lot of fun. We'll do it again, man. Maybe we'll uh, we'll try to do another one. Uh, 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 Punch drunk Dodger day before the end of the season. That was a lot of fun. I'd love to do it again. Maybe we'll do a night game so it's not so hot. It was, yeah. a, it was I got a rash issue. of shit for leaving early. Uh, I thought you said you got got a rash. No, I, I like, got, <laughs> well, that too, after the <laughs> yeah. I got a ration of shit from my friends. And so my did girlfriend. I. Like, what do you leave an extra inning or a tie game at extra innings early for? Don't you know anything? You know, after Matt Kenham hit the yeah. home run or whatever? Yeah. Okay, what would you say? Day. I'm with old guys who are over it? I sit there by myself. We weren't expecting you to go to extra innings and Sam and I had somewhere we had to be so we were all like, and we all had like one or two cars so we're like, all right, let's let's go. We've been here for three and a half hours. Yeah, no, it was no a more, long game, no dude. More, I'm we're sorry. We're in the sun. No more booze being sold. And then we get out there, and the Dodgers win in the 12th inning. But I'm was, still was, fine um, with leaving. You know, I was fine with leaving, too. I really was. I, I stand by my decision. I'm glad the Dodgers won. But you know what was funny? Did you see the replay of the home run? Right where we were sitting, Whoa. dude. Whoa. It, almost our row. We absolutely had a shot really? of catching it. Yeah. Dude, oh, watch. We well, could have caught I, a Matt Kemp home run. I'll find, I can't. Oh. I'll find the video of it. I'll find the video of it because he literally hit it right into our section. And it had cleaned out. I mean, it landed in like empty bleachers. Oh. But it was, oh, it was right where we were, Sam. I'll find a video of it. It just was so hot and I was <laughs> over it. Yeah, yeah, it was. It, it pretty much yeah. came right to us, though. Uh man, I had a great week last week too. I, I, you know, find the video. I went to uh, Vegas for the NBA Summer Leagues, and I, I love it. Which is I, something you do every year. You've been doing that for a few years. You and Bartnick, and usually Al Madrigal, Al Madrigal, a few other people. He's usually there. He couldn't make it this year, but me, Joe Bartnick, went there and had the time of our life. Uh, we got down on a uh, court side. Joe and I somehow found a way to get down <clears throat> on the court. And we got to watch uh, Clippers versus, I forget who they were playing. 
But it was awesome, man. I mean, the ball always comes to us. I grab it. I show it to the crowd. I throw it back in. And you get to see who's good, man. And there was a couple guys who were just lighting it up, man. And I was pretty impressed with how well they played. Uh, Adam Morrison was on our team. Oh, nice. He was lighting it up, man. That, guy, that kid can shoot. See, I where did he go? Where's he been? Well, Why won't anybody give him a look, man? That guy can stroke the three if that's all you got to do. Here's the thing about him. Is he fat? No, not all. Injury issues, I think. Something with his Oh, does he? Okay. And he's like a step slower. But there's guys in the league that are like that. Like Steve Novak, who's on like New York. That guy can't guard anybody, but he can stroke it. And you got to keep. What you do is you get a low post presence. Everyone claps on him. They kick it out. And you have Adam Morrison just sit there and throw it. It's yeah. like, it's insane, man. But there was a couple guys. There's a uh, Michael McConnell. Is that a rookie? No, he's this guy out of, uh, out of San, um, St. Mary's, he was trying to get on with team. He's a white boy. He's about six six one. Could ball, dude. Could really ball. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised. Guys makes a team. He's fast. He can, he's great with passes. He can hit an outside shot. It was really great, man. I was very impressed with him. There's a couple guys, dude. There's this guy, uh, Malcolm Thomas, out of San Diego State. Nasty, bro. Nasty. He should make he should make an NBA team, because I went and saw Jeremy Lin and yeah. I thought he could ball. God, really. dude, it's so hard. To, that is a sport of all, of the three major sports. In, 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 um, I know four, we have a lot. four major sports. Yes, um, but you know of but, the top three, right? You know, because um, uh, I can't speak much for hockey. I imagine it's the same. Those sports, uh, basketball is so hard to catch on a roster. If you're a bubble guy. Man, it can be three, four, five years till you catch on, and and you're done. You know, no one's given a guy a, a, a look after four or five years. Of, There's of, a guy, uh, Hilton Armstrong, was on the Clippers summer league. He'd been a draft pick, but this is his last go around. If he doesn't catch on with someone, no one's going to pick him up. Yeah. I mean, he's always going to have a shot because he's seven foot, but he just steps slow. You can see it. He's just a one step slow. He can't yeah. keep up with the speed that's on the team. Uh, but he was really good. Adam Morrison, again, like was hitting shots, played good defense, isn't fast enough to guard any elite wings, but you wouldn't have him out there to guard anybody. Yeah, You would have him simply, like, uh, whatever team gets Dwight Howard should get should get him. They should get him, to sit, Adam Morrison, to sit on the wings when everyone claps on Dwight Howard, kicks it out, hits the three. That's what they should do. I'm so fucking sick of hearing about Dwight Howard. Aren't you? Yeah, Is it just me? Every goddamn day, man. I'm done with the ESP. It's too much. Well, ESPN is becoming just obnoxious. It's, it's like really it's boring. Becoming, it's it's really, and I know I said it in one of our first episodes or whatever. It's becoming like the TMZ of the sports world. I don't care what people's wives are doing. I don't care what people are tweeting about. They are so desperate for content that it's somebody's jobs to read all these people's twitters and make it a big fucking deal. Like I don't care who tweets. You know what, man? I, yeah. I don't. They have like four shows, which pretty much just talk about the same things over and over again. It's it's the twenty five hour news cycle is just useless because it's really only like three hours of total content. I can't I can't take it, man. I don't even know. Listen, if I'm Orlando and I'm looking at losing Dwight Howard, oh, they're saying they're trying to keep him though. They're never going to keep him. He wants out. Yeah, this is, uh, what are you oh, doing? No. I was looking for that uh, Matt Kent video. Yeah, who cares? 
I just wanted you to see that we should have caught this homer, dude, because I saw it on the news. You know, we heard it in the car, and then I saw saw it on uh, uh, whatever I was watching, Fox Sports, ESPN, whatever I was watching, and I saw where it landed. I was like, oh, salt on the wound, man. Hit it to left field, you I'm prick. I'm fine with that. Before you say that, I was going to say it landed where we were sitting, but I was going to be joking. It really, bro, it really did. It landed within 15 feet of our seats. Now, one way or another. Would you have any problem with punching and elbowing your friends to get that ball? Uh, anybody here have a problem? Depends, with no, I totally shorty. get it, dude. Depends on which one it is. Pushing them over the roundhouse, kicking each other. I already thought if I get a ball, I got to give it to the seven-year-old, or he's going to lose it. If I catch a ball above this kid, he sounds like he already carries a weapon. I was just going to be like, "Here you go, sir. Please don't shoot me or my friends." His parents were interesting. Weren't they, they were really interesting. Did you, you see that fan in Arizona that they caught a home run or a foul ball or something, and they kept it, and the little kid in front of them was like fucking screaming to the top of his lungs, yeah. like crying because he wanted the ball, but the people were, just didn't give him the ball, and then they well, got, got booed and, and stuff. Listen, I here's the whole thing. Do you give it to a kid? Because I always I've caught two balls in my life. Both at uh, Wrigley Field, and both times I gave it to a kid. One was a home run, one was a foul ball. You know, if it's a home run at Wrigley Field, you throw it back on the field if it's the other team. But it was it was a it was a, a, a Cub that had hit it, and I also caught a foul ball. Both times I gave it to a kid. What am I going to do with it? It's not like a if it's a World Series or if it's a, a one of those Barry Bonds or McGuire balls where you're you know we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars and tickets to the Super Bowl for it. Or you know they go crazy. That's one thing. I ain't giving that to a kid. I ain't giving that to anybody. I'm keeping the ball no matter what, man. I'm keeping the ball. You're keeping if, it. Yeah. Huh? I'm hey, keeping legitimate? one ball. I'm keeping one ball. Yeah. If it's a Sean Kemp winner, 12, I'm keeping it. Legitimate answer. There's no I'm wrong answer I'll this. go, hey, kid, uh, you want a hat? I'll go buy you a hat. I give it to <laughs> No, I ain't buying a kid. But I'll give a ball to a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I'm getting balls left and right, like that one guy who sat there and two home runs were hit to him right in the same place. That was so cool, though. That was great. I would give the second ball to a kid. The Not me. I'm keeping it. If I catch two home runs at the same day, at the same, I'm keeping both those. Because yeah, how can you do that? You've already given away a ball. Because what are the chances of that? If I catch, yeah. oh, I see what you it's mean. Rare. It's interesting. I maybe I wait to the end of the day to see if I catch two or not. But I saw that whole thing with the kid and the guy. I thought that that was really uncalled for. Like they were pounding on the couple, and the couple wasn't real. They were just taking pictures with the ball. And the kid's crying, fuck that kid. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Fuck that kid. Stand <laughs> that. The little baby. Welcome to life, right. man. Exactly. And then, then the announcers are like shitting on the couple, saying like he's going to leave her once he loses all of his money. And they're like, they're going to sue him. And I would sue him, too. It's like, that's really uncalled for. You don't know who that guy is. You don't know who she is. And you're saying that she's some fucking gold digger. It's like so disrespectful. The worst is when girls get the ball. When like some player walks up, some hot chick throws her the ball. That's like, rare, though, man. No, it happens more than you think. I mean, oh, when they get the ball, I'm saying like, because you know, you see a fucking ball in the air. Not a lot of girls trying to catch it. It's a lot of dudes catching it. You got it, buddy. One minute till a break. Do you get That's to fun. keep the bat when it's it's thrown your way? No, no. You got to return it. They they offer you stuff. Yeah, yeah I'll be like, what do you got? What do you got? Because I'll run right now. What about Break security? I got a bat. I would request to meet Vin Scully. If what I can about a meet Vin bat? Scully? I will give you back your ball. You think they would you ever let you do that? Uh, who knows? What about a broken bat? Because you know what was so cool in that time, like uh, uh, before the steroid era, there was that whole Sammy Sosa notorious for a lot of corking of bats. It went corking. It went pine tar. Then it went bat corking. What's corking a bat? Is that when a, a retarded person plays baseball? Cor when corky plays center field. No, it's when they hollow out a bat and put cork in it to make the bat lighter. Yeah. And there was a lot of guys that were getting busted. for It went, it went pine tar, then it went corking, then it went steroids. Well, What's, what's next, baseball? 
Androids. That's what's next. Okay. Androids. We're going to be back. We're going to be talking UFC, some NFL, a whole Gabe. Does he got the magic touch or did he lose it overnight? If Gabe cost you money, call in. <laughs> and we'll be taking your calls. We'll be right back on Punch Drunk on Toad Hop Network. So- You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Kings can win their crown. The Stanley Cup comes to Los Angeles for the first time ever. A Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. Own the 2012 NHL champs on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD. Justin Penner has sent the Kings to the final. Get exclusive Blu-ray content, including extended interviews and parade celebration. What a move by Kopitar. Experience the historical run. Trade by Quick. Own the official NHL Los Angeles Kings 2012 Stanley Cup champions on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD July You didn't check out the Heidi and Frank show this week? Well, you didn't get to hear this. Erloffel's mopping. Get him in here real quick. We're going to ask him if he's circumcised. All right, let me ask you a, a personal question. Are you circumcised? Does he, see, what is the Spanish word for that? The Spanish word for circumcised is, are you uh, circunsico? No. You're no. not circunsico? I was right. Yay! <laughs> and Peter. <laughs> Yay! The Heidi and Frank show, live every day from 10 to noon on the Toad Hop Network. Or you can hear them whenever you want by becoming a VIP and getting unlimited access to all the fun at HeidiAndFrank.com.
This is rough and tough. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Ladies and gentlemen, people, back with the quickness of Planet Earth. I still can't hear myself. It's kind of loud. I can't hear myself. It's weird. Did you turn these down? Uh, mine's a little light. Yeah, I can barely even hear. Hello, me. hello. I can you guys hear me? No, Renee. You're spending so much time under this desk. Uh, it's giving me ideas. <laughs> How willing are you, Renee, to have oh. your front six teeth removed? <laughs> uh, a little lower on that. That's good, though, but a little, a little lower. I me. can't hear myself He's at all. One at a time. A little higher. And well, there that, we that, go. That, 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 there we go. I'm good. I I'm can good. hear me. Can you hear me, America? I, I can't hear myself, no. I, oh. can, I can't hear you either. I can hear you, Gabe. I can hear. Hello, hello. No. So now we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go a little UFC. Now we had a big. Uh, we had fights Friday. We had fights Saturday. We had fights Friday. Did we have fights Friday and Saturday? Friday was Bellator. Friday was Bellator, yeah. yeah. And what'd you go, six for six on that? The four and oh. Four and oh. And then Saturday came. And then Saturday came. And you were so confident, Upsets. Gabe. Upsets. Left and right. Gabe Diarmo was so confident. Thanks. You were positive. This was a luck. This is a luck. Sammy, this Hector was Lombard a luck. Hector Lombard won. Judges robbed him. Hector Lombard was robbed. <laughs> Rod. I'm telling you, I would have had $5 million if you'd have won. He's texting me this shit. I'm, I'm up north with Jeff Richards. We were doing a gig up there. Uh, and uh, and he's just fucking gay. I'm like, Gabe, how you doing? Okay, Gabe. I need this one to happen. Otherwise, some people are breaking my knees, Sammy. I'm like, it's not Sam. It's Tebow. I call everyone Sammy. <laughs> okay, Gabe, let's go down your picks for the UFC fight. And you tell us what happened. Let's go through them. Uh, let's start with uh, my knockout of the night pick. Okay. R Ryan Jimmo. Hang on, bro. Sam, I guarantee you, here's his spin. I was right about this. I was right about that. I was right about this. Then they fucked me here and they fucked me here. And it, it's every gambler does the same thing. If only. If only this would have happened and that would have happened. I was gold. Here comes a textbook person with a gambling problem explaining how Jesus fucked them. Gabe, go ahead. Tell us how you were right, and then tell us how you got fucked. Some of my picks were spot on. Some of them, you know. I, but, go down through go the fights. Every, every single MMA website scored a fight for Hector Lombard. The judges screwed him. All right, go through it. Now, I do agree with you on that. I feel like that was an unjust Why did uh, you uh, watch decision. the fights? I watched them later. I feel like it was an unjust decision. I just watched the, the top three fights of the, of the yeah. card. Worst, the worst card in the longest time. Yeah, Dana White hated it. What made it? What do you? A lot think of people didn't like so this, man. Horrible. All the fights, man, on the main card. Let me ask you guys both this before we get back into that, but it's on that topic. Do you think that the UFC is just getting a little too greedy doing this a pay per view every three weeks? Oh yeah. And and you, what's going to happen is 
some of the cards are going to be underwhelming, yeah. and people are going to start being like, damn, dude, I don't know if I can keep doing this fucking 55 bucks every three weeks for some of these cards that I don't give a shit about. Yep. Especially, when, especially when so many injuries happen to that, yeah. that particular card. It's like, at some point, you might want to cancel a card, but they've already they sold all that. those There's tickets. There's no way. There's no way. Or you just put it on FX, man. You at can't some do point, that. And it, negotiation contracts, all that, they, they just wind up painting themselves into a corner and being like, hey, I know we sold this as Overeem versus Dos Santos, but they both are injured, so it's going to be fucking, you know, Bigfoot against, you know, Dan Henderson, or you get these old guys and all this. I'm going with Bigfoot on that one. <laughs> you know I've seen saying. him in those jerky commercials. He can chuck some people. But you know what I'm saying? You get these guys, and you're like, nah, I guess I'd like to see these guys fight, but it ain't what I wanted to see. You know? Well, there's also something I've said a thousand times on this uh, podcast, is that there's something about when you get to the UFC, it's the big show that people sometimes fight not to lose. Whereas yeah. in Bellator, they're fighting this establish a name. To get to, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like how finish. it's kind of yeah, it's that same kind of. Uh, they're willing to gamble more. It's why I like female it's MMA. Why, it's why a lot of people like they college. just want to beat the shit out of each it's other. Why, it's why a lot of people like college football versus pro football. Because like these guys are playing the game just to play the game. They're, they're not playing for contracts. They're not holding out on their well, they're contracts. Pl- they're, they're not playing to not get hurt. They're showcasing they're not... their skills to exactly. get to the big show. Now, once you and get in the big gotta show, you got to go all out to do that. A lot yeah. of times, you got to go out to do that all out. And that's why a lot of people like that. I get that. Sometimes, you know, same thing with Strike Force, man. All these guys want to get to the UFC, but it's like then they get there and they're kind of like, you know, I, I I hear that point on that, and it makes some of those fights, you know. Underwhelming. Well, Some of those here's cards my thing. The UFC has gone through an incredible amount of growth in 20 years, like or how how many years it's been going. Like really good for 10, and it's had this incredible amount of growth. And with every organization, there's always a growth followed by this kind of period of uh, like not plateau. It plateaus yeah, it plateaus. Out. I feel it, like they're there. And they have to rearrange them and think differently. I think their their whole strategy has been expansion. Yeah. But maybe in the U.S. They should focus on quality control. Well, I feel like they're kind of, I think we're moving into that phase. And I 100% hear what you're saying, Sam. I feel like we're moving into that phase with the UFC, which is the combination of taking strike force in and, and, and going, okay, here's our roster of guys at every weight class. You know, they've also added the, the lighter weight classes, you know, flyweight and all that which shit. Which I love. I love those. so exciting. Those, those weight classes are so exciting. And what, what's happening now, I think with the FX, the spike, the, the Fox fights, we're going to start getting these ones that I'm like, you know what? I would love to see this, but I ain't paying 55 bucks for that. Oh, yeah. You're going to start seeing those for free, and then you're going to start seeing these mega fights every every month, two months, the mega ones where it's like, dude, you want to see this, ante up. Yeah. But right now, I don't think that we're at a good balance of... Of uh, the shitty fights costing money, and the and and the fights that are going to 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 you know FX and to um, let's Fox. take some calls. Let's take some calls, and then don't think we haven't forgot about you, fuckface. We brought you in here for a reason, <laughs> and that's for you to apologize to all of our fans. <laughs> let's go with everybody's favorite. I feel like I'm gonna have to protect. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna have to protect uh, get- the phone for Sam. Uh, Ron, British Columbia, the 888. What's up, bro? There's no beef. I love Sam. See? Okay, See? I'm cool. I'm cool with that. He called you Samantha, though, last week. He I know. Samantha. I'm fine with that. What's up, bro? Yeah, I just want to ask uh, Gabe DeArmo why he's so hyped about Hector Lombard. Because he hasn't beaten anybody that's any good. Like, his biggest wins over Jay Silva. That's a good point. 
What was your what was your what was your what was your thinking behind Tim, Lombard is money in this? Tim Boach was an easy fight for him, and and he was. He, no, he wasn't. Hector Lombard fought, fought smart. He didn't go all out in the first round like he usually does. He because uh, he he was afraid he would have gassed out. He, he fought smart. He won every round, in my opinion. I don't know. But why did you? What What about him made you think? Because there was a, you're not the only one. There was a lot of hype coming in. Well, on him, I would agree that the guys he had beaten weren't U, uh, all UFC caliber. But the guys he had beaten would be Tim Bo- Tim Boach too. You know. Oh, okay. So you're saying the competition would that he's beaten would have beaten Tim Boach. I was watching in the promo of this fight, and just the way they showed Lumbar throwing punches, I'm like, this guy doesn't have a lot of. Uh, Really strong style, man. His punching isn't very you know, fluid. It's like it looks very sloppy. He's you, got power, man. I know, but he the looked, go he on. Bad, dude. He looked really bad. You watch a fight. You didn't think he won. You thought that that was a justice. He didn't look good, but he, he fought smart. Fight. He fought smart he though. He didn't win that fight. He did. But every MMA site scored it for him. Everyone, wa- everyone That's watching scored it for him. Fight. That's MMA fight. Yeah, people, people who are judging the uh, judging the fight, man. The average uh, people watching the uh, average person watching the fight said uh, Hector Lombard won. How can you not think he, he didn't did? Didn't do enough to win that fight at all. Yeah, Gabe, and he didn't he blow didn't anybody did. out of the water either. Yeah, Tim Boach didn't do enough too. He did more than Tim Boach did. Like when I was watching the fight, I wasn't afraid he might lose. He, he, he looked terrible, but he was clearly winning. You know. <laughs> no, Tim Boach is more active. You have to admit that. See, Tim Boach is a he, bad fighter, he was, man. He was moving around more. That's not being more active. That's. Uh, just running around. Your your he notion that Tim right Boach there. isn't a good fighter is ridiculous. The Barbarian's a good fighter. He went to Japan. He beat that Asian dude, and he lit. And you know, he, he beat a guy that was completely gassed out. But that's still beating him. It's in three well, rounds. He got dominated in the first two rounds. Dominated by Yushinokami. Okay, so uh, and Anderson then, Silva Okami is a good fighter, though. A very yeah, good Okami, fighter. O- Number two. Okami was kicking his ass, and in the third round, he was completely gassed out. Any anybody could have knocked him out. Well, I, I, I just want to call it bullshit that you said all the Bellator guys that lost to Lombard could beat Bosch. That's complete bullshit. Bosch is a great fighter. He would shit kick those guys. Who? The Bellator guys that he beat. Like Bosch Dave could Silva? beat Alexander Shlomenko, you think? Yeah. No. I tell you. Alexander Shlomenko would run through him. Dude, he, he just beat the guy who was their champion. I think he could go through everybody in Bellator. Can I say something? Yes. Of course. The reason why these guys that come into the UFC get so much hype is because they haven't been in the UFC before and they've been fighting cans the whole time. So when they get into the UFC, they fight the best of the best. Like what? Tim Boson's fighting the best guys in the world for the past like four years now, and Hector Lombard. Who? who uh, Kendall Ken Grove is the best guy in the world. But at that point, he was. Nick, at at even, that point, he's coming up the it, ladder. You you don't just go straight to even Silva. Even Nick Rink kicked Tim Boch's ass in their fight in the first round, and then he gassed out and Tim Boch won. Well, you know. Dude, you know, you, you don't. You, you're he's not never, giving him enough credit for how he how he fights the fight. He, he, him applying pressure is part of making them gassing out. Dude, you're hilarious. Tim Bose just gets lucky, and other guy gasses out every time he fights. Yeah, everybody gasses out against him. You think maybe that's a reason? Yeah, he's getting lucky. That's why Lombard didn't go all out in the first round because he was afraid to be the, the same scenario where he'll gas out and Tim Bose will take advantage in the later rounds. So. So what's the so I mean like the guy's on a pretty I'm, good. I'm personally not a Hector Rock. Lombard fan. I just thought Fuck. it was an easy matchup for him. God damn it! He hung up on us. He fucking did. He's getting good at it. 
I was just saying, I was just waiting for his next one. I was gonna. Z- God, I think he's you got. You can't two wait. Whatever you think you next, you yeah, gotta no, move. He's got two weeks. Let's, go to, Let's go to James, who just tweeted me. James, thanks for holding for so long, buddy. What's up, fuckface? San Francisco, up, the two two one, bitch. San Francisco is the two two one. It's a four one five. Have I ever got one right, Tim? Well, you got to start working on that, bro. James, what's up, buddy? What's going on, buddy? Sam's looking real gangster. Thank you, dude. Always, always, always. Yeah, I was lucky enough to see him when he was up here in Frisco last. Hey, Gabe, you've obviously never trained martial arts ever, so <laughs> I'd love for you to come in the gym and absorb punishment for two rounds and then tell me how you want to <laughs> approach things. <laughs> I knew this was you, coming. You're clearly one of these dudes who just sits in the seats and is like, yeah, yeah, this guy. What did I say that was wrong? What did I say that was wrong? Tell me. Bro. What was I wrong about? First of all, when you're being dynamic and moving and striking and adjusting, Hector Lombard stood there and was waiting to counter the whole time. Was never active, but one time he was active. I'll give you that he was dominant. What do you mean he, he was, was active? active? He was the like one. He was the one going going Bush after Bosch. Bosch was moving, utilizing every technique that a true martial artist would in the Jeet Kune Do fashion of moving around your opponent, taking him out of his comfort zone. He is JKD, bro. Bosch was trying to bust no a college condo by running around, scoring points. You're a fraud, dog. You're a fraud. <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't think you're a fraud. I think I don't think you're a fraud. If this if this guy thinks Tim Boach won, your game is your game is not tight. I train with fucking real martial arts. You're saying Tim Boach won, won that fight in your opinion? Nothing, bro. James, James, is this guy saying Tim Boach won? James, breathe. Listen, uh, you, you so you think Tim Boach won the fight? Oh, clearly, clearly. It's called being active and being dynamic. He didn't let Hector Lombard just stand there and tee off on him. That's what he's good at. Everybody he's ever fought. Just Who landed there, the more significant the significant strikes? strikes? Answer that. And like Sam said, his technique is shit. Who landed no the more significant strikes? On power. And when you gas out and you have no power, then you have no technique and you have nothing. And that's what you saw. You saw a one-dimensional fighter get exposed because he hasn't trained true technique. And that's one of the major things. That's why I say train technique without power because when you have no power, you will always have technique. Yeah, I agree with this guy, except for your, your bus dog, except for that whole part. I, I like what he's saying. I agree with him, dude. James, uh, do you, Lombard uh, came in with a lot of hype. He, a, he had the more significant strikes, didn't he? When he landed strikes... He, he didn't he go after the... Kill, he dazed him a few times? He had no killer strikes. instinct in, in the fight. Really yeah, that's true, because he didn't want to, you know... See, I just think Tim you... Bosch engaged him. He took the fight to him in a way that was dynamic. Tim Bosch engaged him? Tim Bosch was running around, that, man. Because this, this is frustrating. What I want to talk about is how we're going to see the end of Uriah Faber and how yeah. there's a marquee passing going on to the Brazilian move in MMA. You're really seeing a trend in these dominant, hungry kids coming up from the favelas just taking over. Dude, I damn couldn't right, agree dude. with you more, You're dude. I've been right saying that. that forever. You can't fight the jungle people, man. Anybody who lives in like a Brazil where it's like... They're, they're, they're fighting for their supper, man. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're creating soft yeah. children. And, you know, not, now, I, I'm I, don't, I, I don't agree with that, Sam. I, what I feel like is right now in America, because you can go a lot of places, there are now BJJ, MMA, gyms where you can go as a 12, 13-year-old in just about every strip mall that in every true. town. That's but true. here's the thing. That shit's been going on in Brazil for 20 years. Exactly. So now, now we got these... 25, 26-year-old killers from Brazil, yep. and our killers are 14. <laughs> but, see, That's I disagree true. with that. And I, 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 and I, let me just say, that you can get down to technique, you can get down to styles, you can get down to anything. But one thing, and Ari doesn't agree with this, but I 
do think hunger has a lot to do with this. Yeah. Like, how bad do you with, need I agree with that, Tim. This? I agree with that. And we talk, you'll see this in other sports when these players get this amount of money that they're, that they can't be, can't be taken away from them. Certain things are taken care of that hunger goes away. That's Ari why you like got that. all these Cuban baseball players. They're like, right. I'll do anything to get the well, fuck out of this you know, goddamn place. In the third world is, is way more serious than the hunger in America. We 100%. Hungry in America, they are still places that they can go for like resources. If you're hungry in the third world, you can die. Yeah, exactly. It's not, not a joke. So these kids, like Sam said, like like Tebow said, these guys are fighting for their existence yeah. to live. And I don't think Americans have that desire because we're not on the edge of death like that. And I also, think man, another thing that people don't factor is if you can come to America in from one of these countries like a Cuba, like a Brazil, like a Chile, like all these other places, you come here and you fight and you fight, let's say, for six, seven years making 50, 60 grand a fight, and then yeah. you go back home, you could buy probably your country. You could buy a fucking yeah, town in the, the Philippines for 100 so grand. Down there, yeah, man. You're, you're, yeah. You, 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 you're used to making $800 a year for your family. The weirdest yeah. thing, though, is uh, Canada. Because Canada's putting out some phenomenal fighters. I'll tell you, but, you what. Know, I want to say that that has to do with Canada's isolation. That's what I agree, man. Isolated population. And when they, can, they can get technique and people focused in yep. on technique. Yep. And they also got to think that snow creates... Yeah. All you have is your pattern of existence and all, in the snow. Also, this is a great call. To exert energy. On top you of that, to James, burn it out. I agree you with you. That out. Hold on, let me finish, yeah. Tebow. I agree you with know, you. Go ahead. It's, it's that, that when you're isolated, and that's where you see great warriors always built out of isolation. It was a thing why, you know, monks used to go up into the mountains for three months. It's because that snow and that isolation. Look, I'm in the gym for four hours because I can't drive home. I'm trapped here. Yeah. So what are we going to do? We're going to drill technique. We're going to hit pads. We're going to work on this. And that isolation and that creates uh, a more dynamic individual. You also got to realize the the intensity of living in the snow. Yeah. Like we're soft. We're in America. We li I live in California. I live in San Francisco. I'm three hours, you know, from anything awesome, and I'm right by the water, and I'm smoking. And you train? Do you awesome. train? So it's like so. My life, my desire has to come from internal. Whereas when you're tra when you're trapped in the jungle or you're trapped in the snow. Dude, you gotta find. You gotta figure something out. You gotta figure something out to put your. Will Roy McDonald's an interesting Just like dude. comedy, you have to be able to put your skills Roy into something and hone your skills. Yes, dude, I think it's even more simple than that. I hear what you're saying and all that, and I think those are fantastic points, James. But I think it's like, uh, uh, it's it, it is the weather, and what it is is like you're in Canada. Seven, eight months out of the year, you have to be indoors. Yeah. You can't be outside bike riding. You can't yeah. be outside yeah, running. Said. You can't be outside jogging. Where the best wrestlers? Nebraska, Iowa, where are the best basketball players, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, all these places, these are all indoor things to do when it's shitty out for fucking eight, seven months exactly. out of the year. Exactly. That's where uh, Indiana's brutal weather, except for four months. Yeah. And so in eight months, you're just in a gym shooting fucking free throws. Building in Nebraska, techniques. you're wrestling, 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 wrestling. That's, wrestling. that's all that time gives you. That's all that time that's affords it. you is that ability to work on technique. Just like uh, when you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and Tommy Chong was on there for nine months, he was, you know, he's like, dude, I looked at it like a sabbatical. I took the time and utilized that that time to get what I could out of it. Yeah. And that's what those people are doing. That's what those martial artists are doing. That's what those basketball players are doing. That's what any true devoted individual will do when they're given that amount of time to just focus on something. James, let That's me ask you a question. That's why have this guy over here sitting talking like he's like an expert MMA guy. No, James, that, hold on. James, I James, James. James, shh, shh. You know, James he, he listen to, to me. Yeah. Listen to me. I understand what you're saying. Uh, Gabe is... 
Gabe is a good guy. He just he studies it. He's a he's not a bad dude. He's just kind of making predictions. So he's not a bad guy. He's not a fraud or anything like that. He's a good guy. Of the show real quickly, James. Do you study martial arts? Oh yeah. I mean, what do you, you study? You know, I think the beautiful thing about MMA is I started as a fan. And then you get just you get absorbed into it because you realize this isn't this isn't the NFL, dude, where, where you can't do what they do because it's so isolated. Anyone can walk into a gym and learn these arts. It's just your skill set, your determination, your drive, your effort is going to determine how far you go in it. Also, you have to be realistic. Like if you're past a certain age, you really can't do it. It's not like stand-up comedy where right. if you've been getting laughs. And you're 40 fucking years old, and suddenly somebody, you know, Joey Diaz, perfect example where people don't really realize, and he's 50 now, he's starting to hit. It's like you can't do that. That is a great example. 50 and start to hit. You have to do it when your body says so. But at any point in time, you could be 50 years old, go into a gym and learn jujitsu, or learn boxing, or learn Muay Thai. It's not, it's not, there's no limit on it. I've been in the same gym as Jake Shields and fucking Gilbert Melendez in San Francisco, fighting fitness. You know, training alongside them. I'm working with my trainers. They're working, doing the same things. They're just doing it on a wall. Are you, uh, are you, so you study MMA? Do you have a certain discipline that you started at? I start, well, I mean, as any real martial artist, it, I started in the Wing Chun. Yeah. Bruce Lee's first start. Love that. Bruce Lee is the man. And then uh, went from Wing Chun into, uh, you know, a little Muay Thai, from Muay Thai to boxing and Muay Thai boxing. And then Jiu-Jitsu. I've been doing Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai for about a, a two years now. And then, I, you know, I started with, uh, you know, Wing Chun a, two years before that. So, you know, off and on, you know. But I've been training for the last two years every day, either jujitsu or boxing, four days a week. That's awesome, man. That well, is awesome. You know what it is? It's, it's just a devotion to something that you find enjoyable because anybody can do it. What would be your weight class? What weight class would you fight in well, if you're fighting? I would cut, if, I mean, if I was ever going to fight, which yeah. I never would do, I'd probably try to cut down to 155. Gabe, and Gabe, can get, get hydrated back up. I walk around 175. So you fight at 155. Gabe, is there any way you could get up to 155 and you no. and James can settle oh, this? I would, in a heartbeat, bro. In a heartbeat. Come on, man. James, can you get down the straw weight? Get down the straw weight. 115. James, is there any way you can get down to 155? Straw weight, baby. What? James, James, I want to know. James, here's what you do. James. No, get yourself full. Oh, you need full-blown AIDS. Give yourself AIDS, and in eight months, Bro, this guy's ready for you. Well, I, I, mean, I want to know what right, James... That was James, want, everybody. That was James. Hey, hang up. Hey, you hang up. I got him. I got him. I, I want to ask him something, man. Stop, man. I wanted... I like that call. I thought that was a great call. I would sure. love for James to call him more often. Yeah, James, that was five great. Minutes to get a word that was in. good. That was God great. Damn it. Well, I had to defend you. I was trying to say something, too, but I couldn't get a chance. Okay, what do you want to say? Well, my knockout of the night pick, Ryan Jimmo got the fastest knockout in UFC history, and that's tied it. Pretty big deal. Yeah, pretty well, big deal. Well, I, I disagree with him that you're just some poser. Because so I, I, I don't fight either. I've taken martial arts my whole life. I've I mean, taken you guys have time. watched I actually me before don't. I've been sitting next to you and calling the fights. No, you're yeah. good. You know your shit. Like, you really do know your shit. You're a big fan. And I don't like that argument. And, and, and I did like James. That was one I of want the best James calling more did, during fights. But my argument, my argument uh, against what he's saying is is like if you don't if you don't roll if you don't know then you don't know and I disagree with that you know I've never been in the NFL 
I, I'm extremely knowledgeable about football, the dynamics of football, the different kinds of defenses, offenses, schemes, all that. My answer I'm to- knowledgeable about the UFC. I promise you I'll never get in an octagon unless we lo- have a bag of bets about it. James, uh, drop 30 pounds and I'll finger bang you. Oh, come on. I try, to, I try to stick up. You know he has every right to choke you out. You you offered the finger blast him. You have every right to choke him out. My whole argument was <laughs> maybe he's said, into that. He lives in San Francisco. Cool. You never know. He could be Lil Esther. He does sound like uh, <laughs> Listen, um, listen, um, like you can go to a movie, you don't necessarily have to work on a movie or star in a movie to know if a movie sucks or not. You can appreciate people's acting and you can be a fan of acting so much so that you have, then you can be like, you can be a critical, a lot of, a lot of movie critics that I really respect their opinions. I really like James Call. I thought James was was an excellent call. That was a great call. That call. That was a good call. Uh, Gabe, I, I think you're good at what you do. I think you can watch. Like the f- Who's the guy on ESPN, the fight doctor with the glasses, who's like skinny, nerdy-looking dude, the old guy? Uh, he ESPN. does all the fight stuff? I mean, not the fight movies. doctor, football guy. Oh, oh, you're talking about... Uh, the glasses? Uh, yeah, what's it? Yeah, he looks exactly like a, uh, a scientist. Um, Anyways, he's never played football, but he knows mm, all about it. That's going to drive me nuts. You know, I, I get that with a... You know, I hate when people who watch comedy tell me how to do comedy. And I don't think we've ever told fighters how to fight. I'm 70%, man, since uh, UFC 126. Right. But I think you can tell... What's your record since 126? 70%. Do you know what it is over and... Okay, I'm just wondering, like, wins versus losses. But I think you could sit there and you could go, okay, what's this guy's style? How does he match up? If you watch several of his fights, you tell she like to watch all their fights. You go through it on YouTube and stuff like that. So I respect it. I do like James. I know I've said this a bunch of times. I hope he calls in again because that was a really great call. I like that he trains with a bunch of people, and I'd love to get his insight on stuff. we got to take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk. What do you want to talk? Paterno NFL. What do you want to talk? Well, we're gonna when we come back, we got a a a, a fighter calling in, Zinski, um, and uh, and I would like to go over your record because we haven't done that yet, and a lot of people want to punch you in the face. Thanks, James, for reminding us of that. <laughs> okay, we'll man. be right back. We'll be back. I gotta piss. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Hey, it's Heidi and Frank for scorebig.com. There's been two ways to get tickets up until now. You can go to the venue or team site and buy your tickets directly. Or you can go to the big ticket sellers, the scalpers, if the tickets for the really big events are sold out. And you can pay way, way over face value. Who wants to do that? Who would do that? Nobody! That's stupid. You don't have to do that anymore. Thanks to scorebig.com, a great website where you always pay less than retail. And you never, ever, ever pay any ticketing fees at scorebig.com. And you can save up to 60%. On tickets. Every ticket on the Scorebig website is below retail price. Guaranteed. Great events. Lakers, Clippers, Kings, USC, UCLA, Basketball, Disney Hall, Kevin Theater. Mention specific teams in a list. Well, you did. <laughs> and, uh... I think that's uh, perfect the way you do Those that. were teams in Southern California, but scorebig.com is everywhere. everywhere. I just had a, I got a Global. Tweet. I got a tweet from a guy saying he's got his Giants tickets and he saved 30%. Awesome. Thanks, scorebig.com. And that's what we're talking about. Uh, not just nosebleed seats, everything from the floor to the rafters. And again, no service or shipping fees ever. Your offer at scorebig.com is what you pay. Always listen to retail, never any fees, scorebig.com. Then type in Heidi and Frank to get uh, the, the passcode. Skip the line. Yeah. Start shopping right away. V- get your tickets today. VIP treatment. Don't here. wait. <laughs> type in Heidi and Frank. Do it right now. What are you still sitting here for? S-C-O-R-E-B-I-G.com. Proof why I was never a cheerleader. I can't spell. There's more proof than that.
And we're back. And we are back like grown fucking men. Men. All right, call back. All right, he was call on hold, back. and then he's like, fuck Metallica, and then he hung up. But call back, all right. I don't know if he's in Canada or if he's in... Uh, New York. New York. He's, I think he's in New York next week, Canada this week, but we're going to fucking find out. But we're going to fucking find out. Believe but. you me. So uh, let's wrap this up, Gabe. Go ahead. So what happened to you this weekend? All of a sudden, you were so confident about your picks. You, it's a lock. This one's a knockout of the century. It it's was. A, lo- uh, and then, And then... You started texting me this weekend. Things ain't going so good. I need this one. This one has to happen, or it's a house of cards. No, it was, it was, there was a parlay that depended on the biggest favorite, and the biggest favorite didn't come through. That's how it is with gambling, though, man. Yep. Now people well, were, people were tweeting. Is, uh, people the... were tweeting their parlay cards that they had t- taken on Gabe. They're like, "This guy seems to be. It's it. He is always right." I and just then, couldn't believe that. Uh, no one's always right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, you called me up and you were so excited that Gabe had gone really like that, that was on Bellator. Right, I had every pick on that. Yeah, right. because after after you laid your picks out and then on our show last week, then Friday night happened. I'm I'm on the road. You hit me up. You're like, dude, I went four for four tonight. And I texted Sam, this guy, we may be onto something. He may be the greatest asset to the podcast. We might all start to be able to make some money. Here. Right. The weekend before, I went fifteen and two. Well, you didn't do it this weekend. That, that's Ari Shafir, where are you, buddy? I'm in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Wow. How's it going out there? It's going all right. It's going good. My show is going well. Um, here's the problem. A lot of guys talk about how great they are at picking and how they did well last week or the week before that. Gamblers. But when it comes to actually picking ahead of time, everything falls apart. The week before, I texted you my picks while you were doing the show, Teeb. Yeah. And they all hit. All but two. Mm-hmm. That is true. I, I can prove that, but it's Ari or Gabe. Let me ask you this: Do you think you have a problem gambling? No, I, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't gamble most of the time. I just make I just a handicap and give out my picks to like friends and shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. So because on Friday you went four for four, and then Saturday you just ate a dog's dick. I went five for nine. For, uh, well, including the, the two picks I gave out on Twitter. Five for nine. Don't add that shit later. You I, no, I tweeted to you guys. Day. I tweeted to you, Sam, and... Uh, so you he, went for the weekend nine... Five out of nine. No, uh, USC only five out of went nine. Went nine and nine. Yeah, no, uh... For the two combined? Yeah, yeah. You went nine and nine. No, That's no, half. Nine and... Nine, nine, nine losses? Yeah. No, what do you mean? You said you won four... Four, four losses. On Friday. Four. He went nine out of 13. Nine out... Okay. Nine out of 13, did. That's yeah, pretty good. Picked on our fucking show, seven picks, and he went three and four. Yeah, that's that is right. But then I added two more picks on Twitter. No, no. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I had a bad night. What do you want me to say? You can't always have a good night. <laughs> but my knockout of the night pick was the one of the fastest knockouts in uh, history, tied for the fastest. You love throwing so, that out there. That's just saving grace. You got to respect that, baby. Respect I'm gonna give that. you. A, I'm. I still believe in you, Gabe. I mean, we've watched a lot of fights together where I've nailed like, pick after pick, underdogs too. Like, I would say this, now, only because I think Armenians are, are, are closest to dogs of any race. <laughs> I will give you one. Closest to you. That's for having That's a fat mouth. I mean, it's an all That's for your show. fat fucking mouth. By the way, this is, uh, can we call today's <laughs> show Teeb in the Armos? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Even the Armos. You guys, I was with him until he started talking shit about my people. <laughs> then you gotta go. 
out of here. Yeah, stay in fucking Montreal with all those French fucks. You guys got a Glendale uh, fucking uh, Olive Garden situation coming up after Fuck this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get some fucking breadsticks <laughs> like grown men. Zanku. Maybe go hit the... Dude, fun. they opened a new Zanku near my house. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. And maybe we can go to the Dracar Noir f- factory outlet or something, right, guys? Boom! Boom! Boom. All right, man. Well, uh, Gabe, I think I believe in you. We're going to give you some more redemption. You got a fight coming up in Los Angeles. Ari, you back? Yeah, I'm back. It's All right, so watch your mouth. Oh. It's an odd. Oh, the smell in this room, Ari. Yeah, the, the, the double arm out right now. Oh, man. I bet. Smells, I like bet. A, smells like a taxi cab at <laughs> 2 in the morning in this place. It, it must smell like a zoo in stereo. <laughs> yeah, okay, pretty much, okay, pretty much. Okay, you're really getting close, bro. Okay, okay. Ari, uh, Matt Edgar gave me the keys to your place. I had a chick in your bed last night. Did you? That's crazy. <laughs> Who'd you bone? Listen to the pause. Ari, you actually froze Ari there. Yeah, that's so great. You have fucking dirty... Dude, please tell me you didn't wear a condom. No, I'm just fucking with him. Oh, why'd you change that, dude? You gotta stick to this. God Ari, damn it. Ari, did you, did you actually kind of go like... I'm not cool with that. In your head, like, briefly? Oh, not, not only did I say I'm not cool with that in my head, I was thinking like... I gotta get out of there. I gotta move already. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you're just gonna burn the whole house down now, just because an armo probably yeah, stuck some. Apartment. Yeah, you just yeah, exactly. I mean, what do you do? It's like it's like you have to put a whole tent over the whole complex. You know what I mean? Everybody has to leave for a weekend while they fumigate. Uh, yeah, exactly. Got <laughs> the arm. You call. <laughs> You're calling it. You're calling like All an exterminator. Right. You're like, what do you have? Got you. Like, got you. Got you. We've been doing five minutes of Armenian jokes. This isn't Armenian oh, shit on Armenian podcast. Sorry. Okay. Sam, you're one of the good got, ones. Don't worry. Thank about Thank you. It. Let's talk Paterno. What do you think? I know a lot of people have been talking about it. They could be over it. We just want to address it. What do you think of the Here's whole Paterno thing? Here's what I say. Uh, it seems pretty obvious now that the guys didn't fucking took the least amount of work he could. And as a society, we decide that we are more against child abuse than almost anything. Yes. Almost mm-hmm. anything. Probably more than rape. Uh, definitely more than murder. <laughs> We're against child abuse. And when you see a guy who says, I'm going to do the very minimum in order to get this stopped, which is just tell my superiors who aren't going to do anything, and then continue to let a guy I know very well might be doing this have an office in my office for 12 years, when he no longer works or after the were out, it's like, oh, yeah, you covered up fucking child abuse. You're just like those priests in the fucking yes. Vatican. Well, even more to that, he did, it's not that he just uh, went to his uh, superiors and stopped. He basically went to them and told them, let's not make this fucking a big deal. Let's kind of cover it up. Oh, really? Yeah, really? that's what all these emails are. Joe Paterno basically wanted to stop. Stop the whole investigation because he didn't want it to blow up in Penn State's face. Oh wow! Yeah, as did the as that's did the athletic the director, does. as did the president. That's what the Vatican does. They say we don't want the embarrassment, so we're not going to fire a priest over child abuse. We're just going to transfer him. Yeah, that's uh, it's, like, it's, it's, you're, that means you're, that means that means some kid got raped because Joe Paterno didn't want it to become a, a thing up. Joe Paterno and many more. Yes, three like, other two yeah. other guys. Those three decide that the, that they had to protect the brand more than to yeah. protect the children. And, and, it, and it's not it's not like the guy was done and they were just protecting the people that had already been victimized. They were just like they were just like not giving them justice. New people 
New kids got raped in yes. the asshole by a cock of an old 60-year-old man Yep, because they decided to cover it up. Yep. So, yeah. Everybody after And here's the, the thing, Ari. This is even crazier. He would, after he got fired or, or banned, he would come to Penn State football games in skyboxes with children. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. as scummy as you get. You and, know what he was saying when he was under house arrest, Sandusky, before he got fired? They were like, you can't go out to your yard. He's like, why? I like to go out to my yard and look across like across the yard at this, at this uh, playground. Yeah, he lived next to a playground school. Right there. Yeah, and he's like, a scumbag. What? You live next to a playground? No, you definitely can't do that. Yeah. That's the problem. <laughs> it happened too late. I mean, for a multitude of reasons that they need to, they need to, they need to set, you need to make an example of them. You need to send a message to other gigantic big programs and little programs. Look, man, if you're not looking out for these kids, this is an institution. Make no qualms about it. Make no qualms about it. This is a business. It costs Uh fucking $60,000 a year, uh, 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 if not more, to get it, to get an education from Penn State. If you got these. 60,000? No way. You're saying less or more? Way less. Really? Well, no, it is. It is. It's a state school. It's a state school, so it is cheaper. Okay. Yeah, even expensive schools are like 25 to, to, to 40. No, no Harvard's not. like way no, more than that. I'm not talking a year. I'm not talking a year. I'm saying to get a degree. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah You're going to be out fifty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 to get a oh, four-year, yeah, if not more, yeah. if not yeah. more. And, you know, we're sending these kids to you. And it's like, if you guys aren't going to protect them, let alone little kids that come around and you're using this, if you're using this as the, if you're using Penn State University as the banana to lure monkeys into the cave and kill them, guess what? You're, everybody goes. And if you're covering it up, if you're a part of a cover up, you're gone. Yeah. You're gone. You got to set a precedence that, that, the money that you can make by winning the Big Ten is not as important yeah. as raping fucking children. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Your job as the president of a university, as the athletic director of a university, as the head coach, the fucking defensive coordinator, all the way down. It's not as important not as raping children. Yeah. yeah, it's not even that tough. It's just like, look. You it's a no-brainer. If they're already getting raped. Just don't let them continue to rip. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all I, if it was stopped, that would be something, and it wouldn't be as yeah. severe. They just kept letting this guy do it. And here's the thing. If you're appalled, everyone's getting mad, like, oh, you're punishing people and nothing to do with it. Let me tell you this. If a politician does whatever he can, lie, cheats, and steals to stay in office, and he gets discovered lying, cheating, and stealing, what do they do? They take him out of office. You have to hurt yeah, yeah, what his, they were protecting. Yeah. And his secretaries would get fired, too. It didn't have anything to do with them. But right. Absolutely. Yeah, Everybody happening. goes. I do feel bad for the, the kids who go thing. to school there because yeah. now they're going to have meaningless football for four years. Meaningless football. Transfer. Yeah. It's a free country. The thing is, the thing is if, it's like, a, if like, let's say Reggie Bush took bribes the whole, the whole time in college. Right. They had to forfeit those wins. Sure. And you're like, well, the fucking punter, he had nothing to do with it. Why should he have to forfeit his wins? But you're like, yeah, as a team, that's what you do. As a team, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah you got to punish it. Encouraging rape. Sorry, it, you guys lose those wins. Yep. You and, dude, it's problem? like you're saying, man, as, if you have a tumor, you remove the whole fucking thing. Yeah. You don't take yeah. apart the, the one little fucking mole that you can see. You get under there and yeah. you remove the whole thing. And that includes everybody that turned the other cheek. And, a lot, you know, from the time, just like you're saying, all right, from the time they're like, hey, this is going on. Every person yeah. in that university that turned the other cheek and said, I'm going to pretend like this isn't happening, 
Every person after that that got molested, accosted, anything, it's on them. them. Those ones, the first one isn't on Paterno, but everyone that happened after Paterno was notified about this, and he made the decision to say, this isn't happening. Every one of those is on his watch, man. And does it taint all the fucking fifth 700 years he's been the head coach? Does it taint the fact that he was head coach when Jesus was playing college ball? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Does Mike Tyson's rape conviction put an asterisk next next to all of his fucking great things that he did? Yes, yeah. a little bit. I'm sorry that's the way it goes. Tiger yeah. Woods, same thing. You're doing all this crazy shit, and people can remember that. When people stuff. think Tiger Woods, they're gonna say he's a good golfer. The guy liked to fuck prostitutes. Fred Willard jerks <laughs> off in a tiki bar. You know, people yeah, are gonna remember problem. that. I jerked off in an airport once. Problem. No one said anything about that. <laughs> Go on, Art. My biggest problem is that Joe Paterno. He's dead. And it really, he, he retired and died as the winningest all-time football coach. And if you take the step away after he's dead, there's no real punishment for him. Oh, it did punish him. And let me tell you, because his kids' names are shit right now. And he yeah, like he, punishing his kids. Oh, yeah, man. But, but that's the whole thing. It's like, that's how you punish a guy. You basically make his children's life yeah. horrible. And they, the lucky. Paternos need to shut up. They need to just go away and accept that their patriarch, who... I'm sure 95% of the time was doing honorable shit, made some yeah. really bad decisions, and they need to it's shut really up and stop worrying about his college. legacy. Ari, Ari, yeah. Ari, Sam and Gabe, let me ask you guys this. Do you think that any of this is a product of Joe Paterno being some kind of almost mascot, some 78-whatever-he-was-year-old head coach where they're just letting him get the fucking record and then he's going to retire? Do you think a 55-year-old Joe Paterno with a little fire and life in him catches wind that somebody's molesting people and he's like, you, No, because he knew about it. It's a moral thing, I think, man. He knew about it back then. What, 25 years ago? Yeah, he knew it was in the 80s. There's there's something that's coming out, there's something in the 70s. There was, they knew about this shit. I don't know, but I... Man, Sandusky got busted. It makes me wonder how many other guys are there like that. Sandusky was in the 70s? Yeah. I didn't know he was there. He's been there forever, dude. You know who I feel bad for? I didn't know Sandusky was there for 40 years. Who do you feel bad for, Bernie's fine. Oh, the guy from uh, Syracuse? Syracuse. They made everything up. Everybody recanted afterwards, but he still got fired because of the craziness that was going yeah, on. Yeah, that really out. sucks, doesn't it? And you're like, not only did this guy get fucking a, 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 an asterisk on his name, even though he didn't do anything, he got fired. He can never come back, and he didn't do anything. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, man. And then his wife even said in an interview that some shit, sh- she thought maybe shady shit was happening. It's like... It's really disgusting, man. And I, yeah, I feel really bad because when you get something like this, it becomes a witch hunt. And the people yeah. who are trying to protect the children can be as crazy, can just get fucking yeah. nuts crazy, feeling like they're fighting crime, and they overreach, and then innocent people get yeah, fucked we, with. We more people. we got to get more people. Just get them. They don't care if it's true or not. Yeah. Just get them. They just want to be yeah. crusaders and see their faces all over television. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, Paterno, here's the thing. And, you know, I'm not making excuses for him. There was a generation of old people that didn't deal with this way back in the day. They didn't know how to handle this shit. Everything was shush, shush. It was. I I don't think it was right, but it was very shush, shush. If something was socially unacceptable, you didn't talk about it. Here's what I think, though. Here's what I think is happening. Because I remember remember Don Barris had that Dr. Carl in his show. Yeah. And uh, the guy, Dr. Carl, was involved. He was on America's Most Wanted for a while because he was on, involved with this thing. I think at Penn, actually, University of Pennsylvania, um, in some like 
child rape thing. And he yeah. didn't do it, but it was like some 17-year-old who looked like he was 26, and he was accusing all these people. Here's what goes on. They find these kids, and then they pimp them out to the fucking donors. Yeah. They actually pimp them out. So he was almost trying these kids out, getting stuff ready for the people who were going to donate to the football program. Yep. The fucking child. So it's like That's what they're starting, they think might be coming out. more money for your team. And it's like, this is evil, evil shit. It ain't just one guy. Yeah. It's systemic. Yep. At that point, if it's systemic like that, kill the program. Kill it, dude. Kill it. Well, they essentially from... I mean, they didn't yeah. give it the death penalty because they Almost. learned from SMUs. Like, you give you give a team the death penalty, it takes 20-something years for it to come back. So yeah. they... they like this so. deserves a death penalty more than SMU I did. agree with that. I, it should have gotten like. the death penalty. If there's ever what anything like. that's ever deserved a death penalty as a football program, it is this. Yeah, what I do like... Well, it was only the, it's only the coaches, but yeah. Still, what dude. I do like is they let, the, let all the students if they want like the student athletes so like you can transfer right now you don't have to wait you can yeah transfer right now and it's like the, so everyone's like they should them. it's only fair they should they yeah. should stick it out you know be a team stick it out nah man no. you got four no. years of I, your life when, to play yeah. this sport uh, i appreciate them saying if you want to bounce bounce because we're fucked for four years we're not going to punish you for signing with us and our incompetence and our negligence is going to cost you a chance at a ch to play in well, a bowl game, yeah. to go to I the NFL. Yeah, I was an English major. If they told me that the head of the English department was a child abuse, a child rapist, and that no one in the English department could get on Dean's list or could get into the journalism school yeah. or anything like that, but you can transfer now, I'd be like, well, fuck. That was or let's, 15 years ago? I didn't do anything. I didn't know. Under that but same I, example, I are you played golf in college. Let's say there's a big golf yeah. controversy Division in your college. Division four, where the, go on. The golf coach is sucking off 10-year-olds left and right. You would have transferred yeah. to another uh, junior college uh, trade yeah, trade school. Have me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, if I could transfer, definitely. I would get into like, the Stanford team. Something like that. Yeah, they would ask me. I would love to play for Stanford. Dude, we get on the golf course the least of your worries as a 10-year-old dick in your mouth. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Ari, when you were golfing and you, you shanked a shot, did you ever just throw your yarmulke on the ground and just out of anger? <laughs> no, better question. Did you ever use your yarmulke as a ball marker when putting? <laughs> that is a better question. The answer to both of is no, a very demeaning no. Real quick, just so you know, Ari, when, you, when a lot of times when other people are playing, you'll use a ball marker. So I know that, Tebow. Okay, just that. making sure you knew what was going on. <laughs> it wouldn't be a yarmulke. When is this golf match happening? He's got a, his fake injury and then his fake doctor. I got my post-op appointment, my post, my post uh, what's it called, on August 9th. Yeah, you don't even know so what it's called. Okay, then we're good. I'm why don't you just go to, why? Don't you just go... September? First week of September. Oh, jeez. That's not that far away. That's not that far away. We made this bet like... I think it's going to be okay. It's not that far away. It doesn't matter. Relax, bro. You don't want to be in any rush to deal with that. Hey, Ari, let me ask you something. I'm really... I really do. Ari, right now, we are getting beat by fucking Adam Ray and the Midget. By about 27,000 downloads a month. Adam Ray and the Midget? Yeah, are beating us by 27,000 downloads a fucking okay. month. Okay, I have a response to that. Let me ask the Bean Pie a question. Okay. Bean Pie, are you there? No, he's not here. Renee, where are you? Is he in there? He's coming here in. Here he comes, slowly. He's okay. putting down his enchiladas. <laughs> I hope that's hot sauce Ooh, on your you face. Adam Ray and the Midget. Which Midget, by Hold the way? Hold on. Uh, Brad Williams. 
Who do Adam Ray and the Midget follow? Adam Ray is the Midget. Brad Williams is the host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who do they follow? Who's the, who's the show before them? Okay, let me find out. Oh, that's a good leading question. Because right, yeah, because we have no lead-in. No, right now, oh, no, yeah, we, we do. Now. We got right, Reap. No, we and... just got one, and that's a good lead-in. I think that'll help us with our uh, Reap and, and Heffron. That's a good show. Frank Those guys are funny. Leader. Frank was way better. Well, of course, yeah, well, of course, yeah. It's his the network. flagship, you know. But we lost him, so of course it's gonna hurt us. Come on, don't cry. Do you think that's why uh, Sam? Uh, a month? There's no way. You think that's why? Uh, but twenty thousand a month—that's not that many. We can, we can catch yeah. 27,000. We can catch that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying we got to get pushing it. Here's We're getting what we beat do. by a midget. If Gabe, on the next UFC, the one that's in Los Angeles, if Gabe gets more than two wrong, we are going to kill him live on a podcast. That's going to be a lot of fucking downloads. <laughs> the show is I about. Might, I might skip that card. <laughs> the show is about last night. It's on on Wednesday, Mondays from 3 to 4. Okay, and who do they, who do they follow? Oh. Hey, wait, is that their lead-in? By the way, I do love Brad. I'm only joking. In the order him. of shows, it's Heidi and Frank, Nick Ritchie, about last night, and then us punch. Hold on, Heidi and Frank have jumped Nick Ritchie now? Yeah, Heidi and Frank are number one, and then it's Nick Ritchie about last night, and then us punch. Oh, drunk. so, so we we're from four five now. Four, so we're four now. Fuck me, man. That's great. God, I'm blaming Gabe for this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'll take four. Gabe, Gabe, I have, a, I have a thing. The stimulus package follows about last night. Shitty. What's up? How about this? Who goes before them, though? Stimulus package. And who's on that? You guys are making me do research. Yeah. Yeah. We're making the Mexican work. All right, what were you saying? I say if Gabe doesn't get uh, a a good number right next week, um, we get to not kill him. That's ridiculous. But let's lash him live on the air. What about this, Gabe? What about this, Gabe? (laughs) On the next UFC. Not the next. The one after that. Okay. Because on the next one, I'm... I don't really like any fights. The, so. the Fox one I mean, you're talking about? Yeah. So on the Fox fight. No, I think on the Fox. I don't Fox, like the Fox fights. I don't care. I think we really, I think you've disappointed everybody enough that we need to prove your magic. <laughs> that you can take a card you don't even really like right. and still come through. If you don't go 80% on that card, you, we got to pull a bag of bets out and you got to do whatever Hold it on, says. Hold on, pull one bag out. Oh, did you bring it? <laughs> I got Do you accept this thing? We'll pull a bag of bets. If you don't get at least 80%, you got to do this. What if I do? What if I do? Then if, you win. If you do, win? if you get it right, then Renee has to do what it again. says. No. <laughs> Are you in, Renee? I am in. The oh, Renee is accepting it. I'll accept Renee it. Is accept- wow. Renee says you're not going to get 80% right on your Sam, next one. Sam, you want to pull it out, or should we let one of the two contestants pull this out? Uh, Ari, do, Ari, do you want to fly back from Canada to pull this out? I, mean, I say we let Renee pull it out. Renee? No, I'll close my eyes, so I'm not looking. Okay. Sam, let him pull one out. And this is what happens. if Gabe, I, So this is the next UFC card. Yeah, but I'm only going to have maybe like four picks. Yeah. Okay, then you've got to get three out of four right. That's 75%. You're going to have four. You're going to have to get three out of four right. So I have to get three out of four right. No, no, no. Like that. All, this, all that's happening, you're just the fall guy. He gets three out of four right. You're saying you don't think he can get three out of four. Okay. He's saying he can get three yep. out of four. Okay, so if he gets it right, I'm fucked. If he gets three out of four or goes four out of four... You got to do what this is. Okay. If he gets Why not five, not anything though. Yeah, I, gotta, I think I we should go five. I think it should okay. be five. I'm Mexican. I can't. Well, I got to see how. Uh, I can't just pick random fights. So I got to. You know. No, dude, you got to do yeah. research. Yeah. yeah, but are you? You've accepted the bag of you've bets. It's five it. for. You got to go four for five or five for five. 
Can you do that? Four for five or five for five? No, what the fuck? Okay, dude. Go. It went from three, three out of four to four out of five now? What the fuck? It's, you got to yeah. go 80%. You're trying to do so me dirty right that, now. No, four, we're not. <laughs> four out of five. No, I'll it's, I'll, okay, I'll tell you this. How about this? Are you, three out of four or, or six out of eight? It's too, it's too many fights, man. No, but you can't make it. Oh, I got picked two fights. If it was a card, I liked. Gabe, you have, Gabe, to you have two minutes. Hurry. Four two minutes. Of, Gabe, four out of five. Take That's it. The bet. Believe in yourself. Three four out of, out of five. Use some magic. You're not betting money. You're just yeah. going to have to do whatever I'll, this I'll, says. Three, three out of four. Four out of five. Three out of four. Four out of five. Four out of five. Say yes. Ari, you're the deciding factor. Four out of five or three out of four? Three out of four. Hold on, hold on. I, I would say that. Let, let the Lions come out for the fights, and then I'll tell you. No, you got to be a man. No, you got you to you prove that you're good. I'm there. not accepting anything that comes out. I got to be hold, cool with it. Hold on. I'm not going to take like Stop talking. Salad talk. We have it right here. One of the next two fights, it can go four out of five. But if he wants to go this fight, it can go three out of four. We're going to give you two fights in a row to pick four out of five. All right, the, the one after, I'm cool with it. No, you get both of them. All right. You get two chances to go four out of five. Yeah, make your best pick. All right. If I so do, the first one you don't get it, we'll give you another fight. All right, cool. I'm cool. Are with you that. accepting that? I accept that. All right. But, but I got. I got to be cool with that, though. No, <laughs> that's not what the bag of bets is. Here's what it is. But, yeah, I got to be cool with it. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> what Sam. If, what if this Gabe has to get teabagged by uh, some midget? It's nothing not, like that. It's nothing like that. Yeah. Here's what it is. And Renee, Gabe, are you ready for the bag? Oh, bag! Bag of bets. Get all over the fucking numbers so that fucking Renee can pick it. Are Shapiro? Shapiro? Shapiro. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Hold on. What is this? It's, uh, bag there's only one okay. Hey, uh, listeners, we need a bag of bets song, too. Hold on, what let, is this? Let me read, read it. No, it's like it's fucking... Hurry, we have like a minute. You have to do 20 push-ups on demand five different times. So between the two of you, at any if Gabe, if you lose, at any point in time, I'll, me, Ari, Sam, or Gabe, if we, any of us see you, I'll, we see you at the comedy store, we see you anywhere, we can be like 20 of them right now. But, but, what's that do five, for the audience, though? Five times. Nothing. Uh, Nothing. We, but we get to humiliate you publicly. I'm not going to get anything. Oh, we're going to see all of them. Believe me, crushing yeah. them, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to see see it happen. Yeah, you will. That's the bet. You get it. You got it. You, you get did it. it. You I got, got it. Every week, say, "Yo, do pushups." <laughs> all right. It's not my favorite bag of bets, but it is. We'll good. be back. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. The Kings can wear their crown. The Stanley Cup comes to Los Angeles for the first time ever. A Stanley Cup for the Los Angeles Kings. Own the 2012 NHL champs on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD. Justin Penner has sent the Kings to the final. Get exclusive Blu-ray content, including extended interviews and parade celebration. What a move by Kopitar. Experience the historical run. Three by quick. Own the official NHL Los Angeles Kings 2012 Stanley Cup champions on Blu-ray combo pack and DVD July 1. What's up, everybody? It's Daryl Wright from The Right Turn. We are doing The Right Turn live July 28th, 8 p.m. Me, Danny Sparks, Matthew Nate Newcomb, Lloyd Collins is in the house. Special guest. I ain't going to tell you who it is, but they'll be drunk, too. Go to ToadHopNetwork.com, look at the banner ad, click it, and just get your tickets for just $10. It's just $10, guys. ToadHopNetwork.com and also TheLovers.com, $10 tickets. Come out, join us, 8 p.m. July 28th. It's vodka time in the... House and it's that kind of party, guys. Come out and join us. It's on.
just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past, adjust the face and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back, cause it's the summertime. Summertime. Back. Dude, when that shit came out, you're like, wow, this guy's still fucking funky. You know, you know what, what I mean? Every time I hear the song uh, Funky Cold Medina, I think of Myrtle Beach. Really? There's a lot of times when you hear a song, it just puts you right somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unfortunately for me, most times when I hear songs, it's like, oh, I remember jerking off in that hotel when that song was playing. It's always just me jerking off places. <laughs> Every time I hear that No Doubt song, I'm Just a Girl, it reminds me when I used to work at Deja Vu Showgirls in uh, Las Vegas, because it's my favorite stripper I used to bone, would dance to that one. Okay. She's so hot, dude, and she's just so broken. How old but were you she at the time? So hot. 20, 22, 21? Yeah. I was banging this superstar. How old was she? She was probably 23, 24. I mean, just six foot two, blonde, biggest tits you've ever seen. What about her? <laughs> I didn't know you had blonde hair. What about um, speaking of blondes with big tits? Come see Daryl Wright and Danny Sparks do their show, The Right Turn, live on stage at John Lovett's Comedy Club, Saturday, July twenty sixth at oh no, excuse, yeah, the twenty eighth at eight p.m. Purchase tickets on thelovitz.com or toadhopnetwork.com. That is this Saturday. 
Bam. I'm excited for them. I hope it's a good show. Black people do NASCAR. It's a niche. Nobody's talking about it. It is a niche. Nobody's talking about it. No. It's like the gay rodeo. It's nobody's talking about it. A little bit of UFC news, man. Uh, Seth Pazinski, who's about to call in, uh, his next fight has just been announced. He's facing uh, Simon Thorson. UFC 152 in Toronto. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. And he's got a five-fight win streak, correct? Is that uh, what, that's what it looks like. Yeah, three in the UFC, but yeah, I think he's on five fights. Where, where did he fight before the UFC? Well, he was in the UFC. He was on the Ultimate Fighter, and uh, he lost. He got cut he, uh, somewhere else where won a few fights. Ring of the Cage, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they brought him back. He's been on the three-fight winning streak looking good. That's great. Well, when he calls him, we'll answer the phone. We'll talk to him about fighting and all that stuff. You want to go into some NFL? Always. I'm always ready to go. Gabe, NFL. are you a big NFL guy? Yeah, man. Who's your team? The Jets. The Jets. That's cool. They're in my hometown right now. They're training camp. Portland, Portland New, York, New York. 854-607. And uh, they're right there. I'm trying to get out there so I could go watch it. Cause yeah, I, you were talking about you're, you're just going to go back home and spend some time with the See my family. mom, yeah. see my fans, my family, excuse me. And then uh, I want to take a picture with Tebow. That's my goal to go out there. I'm right here, bro. Yeah. As many pictures as you want. Big Tebow. You're little Tebow. That's I'm big older, Tebow. I'm older. I'm older. You're old Tebow. He's new Tebow. Yeah, he is new Tebow. Hey, what, what's on next after us? Uh, we'll you want, we'll do that now? Well, yeah. coming up next. And guess what? Friend of the show, hockey correspondent Joe Bartnick will Who be the I guest. Who I went to Vegas with recently, and that guy parties. Go on. And <laughs> Crown, Crown Royal, straight. Crown Grown Royal Grown men, rocks. we're just doing shots like grown men. Crown Rocks, that's his fucking move. Been on the road with him a couple times. Joe Bartnick, good friend. And also, power forward of the Open Michael Jordans, my basketball Have team. you guys had a winning season yet? Uh, nope, 500. Okay. 500. 500. Oh, actually, we had one winning season. We had a losing season, 500, and winnings in uh, 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 500 is the best we've done. But we're, it's all it's like this, Sam. I hear you guys got got rid of your point guard. Uh, no, we got rid of uh, uh, of a guy that wasn't our, our, my point guard's money. I thought but, Law had left. Oh, he yeah, he wasn't there this whole season. He was he was on my backup point guard. Oh, but uh, so Joe Bartnick will be on that. All said. Coming up next on with, uh, what do we have here? Joe Bartnick, studio, with Robert and guest co-host Gary Cannon. They're going to discuss uh, all kinds of shit. Try to save an English lad from boredom. Help a woman off of a creepy guy on the bus. Sounds like a Gary show Cannon's to me. very funny, too, man. Best medicine coming up in the next hour. Best medicine. But the uh, hopefully Bart, we'll see Bartnick give him a high five on our way out. Oh, so uh, stay survive. around for best medicine. Come see Dale Wright this weekend. Support Toad Hop. Support. Let's talk time. NFL. Ah, Bartnick, what's hey! up, buddy? Hey! I was just talking about Bartnick. your cock. Bartnick, what's about up, you. bud? Come covered from Vegas. Yes, yeah. come sit in, brother. Come sit in. You, come sit in. Is there any way Bartnick could get on this one? Yeah. Okay, come on in, buddy. How are you? Hey, bud. How you doing? I brought good your money. You. Oh, cool, look cool, cool. How good you look, buddy. For a guy with a crazy weekend, you're looking pretty good. Finally got to taste the stripper ass out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. Did you guys hit strip clubs? Yeah, yeah. of course. Thanks. Of course. Producer of the stars right here. I love this. Here, song. sit down. But we you never know. An hour before you come on. I'm We're just about to talk a little NFL, buddy. Let's go over on. Oh, man. I just got some good news about the NFL. I'd love to hear it. I'm working on the NFL on Fox this Sunday. Really? Awesome. What are you doing? This Sunday or on Sundays? Every Sunday. Nice. What are you doing? Uh, helping write. Oh, nice, oh, that's man. awesome. Punching up the NFL. 
That's cool. great, dude. <laughs> great, 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 dude. That's great. That's Joe Bartnick. See, Joe Bartnick's the slow burn, bro. You know, he just keeps marching, keeps getting bigger, keeps getting That's how I like my joints. That's a cool. The slow burn. Over on Pico, that's a cool studio where they have it laid out up there. It, it, I'm just ecstatic. I mean, JB, Howie, Terry, Jimmy, and Bartnick. I work on that Red Zone show. Uh, which we until they built their studio at Directv, right. um, we were right next door to the Fox guys. We had the best damn lot, and it be it was so cool because you'd be like in the morning, you know, you got your shit, you're working on the show, you go to piss. There's fucking JB pissing, or or I, one time I pissed right next to um, what's his goddamn uh, 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 Jimmy Johnson. I'm standing there pissing next to Jimmy Johnson. You're like, hey, what's up, coach? Not a goddamn person. Not a goddamn person. What do you mean? Where are you out? No, he's making me switch these. Uh, no, no, I got no. You. I got you. I got you. No. What's that? People can't see. Okay. Okay, Gabe got up. That's cool. Thank you, Gabe. I have a face for podcasting. No, you do. Well, a this is live. I can see I'm, you. I'm glad I shaved. I can see you. Well, you look God, great everybody. for a guy who's let's get everybody on camera's ass Karen, over the weekend. Karen, get on camera. Allegedly, my wife, is, my wife is a toad hop. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Allegedly, that's word on the street. <laughs> I was allegedly in the champagne room for a few hours. Yeah. Uh, How about rehab? Oh my, rehabbing God! That is not the music to listen to when you're rehabbing. I yeah. will say that. <laughs> that was the biggest. Joe headache. Bartnick didn't enjoy all the uh, dubstep going on there. But, is that uh, what it's called? Yeah, I like dubstep. I can't stand it. I like it. I don't know why. I just think it's fun. It could take a great show and just turn it great song and turn it better. I, t- I tell you what, Sam Tripoli was jealous of me on Playboy's uh, show, The King of Clubs. I will be infinitely jealous of Tripoli every Sunday until October. That is the most ridiculous gig. And he's literally sitting there talking as just ten and a halfs walk by in no clothing, drunk. Yeah, in in heels. Hot. Yeah, that's the move. That's what's funny about that place. That's the move. Is like all these chicks, the the smallest bikini, but the worst shoes to wear at a pool. And they just clung around. But women don't care about know, but it's feeling hilarious. good. They want to look good. It's hilarious. The drunk girl in the fucking six-inch heels in a bikini on a wet fucking concrete is a recipe for hilarious. You know, I will wear six-inch heels next time I go to rehab because that is the hottest sand on earth. Well, it's just bacon, brother. It's not even sand, though. It's like it's like um, if you, you know, uh, cinder block. Yeah. It's like the dust of cinder block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Joe, we went to the, uh, we're getting into, uh, we just talked, I, I texted you about Malcolm Thomas, the guy that we saw do the nasty junk that you and I got on SportsCenter for. This guy, Malcolm Thomas, does his fucking insane dunk. You see me and, and Joe Bartnick going crazy on SportsCenter. Uh, people like him, dude. Play of the day number four. Yeah, number, I made number four on, uh, top ten on ESPN SportsCenter. Me and the Joe Bartnick, dude. Didn't see it. You should have, I'm sure you tweeted it. Well, we didn't get a copy of it. We were just watching it. <laughs> the one time I'm on it, of course, I'm not near my DVR, but it was still great, though. Of course, I did TiVo that game on NBA TV, but I haven't watched it yet. It's like I can't watch my own masterpiece. Yeah, of it's very not. weird. I'm sure uh, Francis he, Ford Coppola didn't watch The Godfather. In your know. head, it's probably better than it really is. So let it live. Oh, I'm sure my triple chin in my gut, because it was a straight-on shot. I'm better from the side on television. Joe, did you <laughs> did you happen to see SportsCenter? I know, it's like we're just recapping uh, everything we already talked about earlier, so I'm I won't do that too much. No, no. Did you see where that home run went in the 12th inning after we left? It went right to the guy. I, 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 I told Simone... 
that dude, the guy that they were talking shit to the whole game, yeah. Kemp hit the home run right at him. Yeah. The guy caught it. The yeah. Guy, is, the guy in the jersey. The, the, the Philly, Philly guy? jersey? Yes. Told you it went right to our seats, man. Motherfuckers. Right that's the guy right in front of us. I mean, we really would have had a shot at that. So funny, though, that we leave. The Phillies fans caught the ball? Yeah. Shit. Hilarious. <laughs> that, little, that poor little kid that was sitting in front of me must have lost his fucking mind when he the Philly guy caught the ball. Out. By Kemp, though. That's just the best. They talked so much shit to Kemp, yeah. and he's like, here you go. Go home, Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest. So, That's the ultimate shut up. Here's a Pretty home run. Can, Catch yeah. it. Let's talk some uh, NFL. I could not have lasted three more innings, though. No, we were <laughs> no, talking about that. I <laughs> still, I'm an old man. I want to get out of there. Yeah. NFL, what are we liking? What are we not liking? All tra- for the most part, all training camps are underway or they're underway by this weekend. Uh, usually rookies first, and then all the veterans will show up this weekend and all that kind of shit. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, first... Why is it getting so tingy? Can you hear that? It's getting tingy, but I don't care. Uh, Bartnick, what are you looking at in the NFL? What are you excited about? I'm excited about the Giants trying to defend. Yeah. I mean, because I think they finally, uh, you know, they kind of got the team together and Manning's the leader. Are you a Giants guy? No, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Yeah, I'm trying to be national here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they got really- I'm really excited they, you know, they re-signed Tomlin. I want to see Big Ben come out storming just to shut up the coordinator they hired. Do you think that, uh, do you think the Steelers can make, have another run from this nucleus or do Too you old. think they're a little long in the tooth? Yep. I think the division is so weak that if Ed Reed really, you think it's a weak division? Cleveland's two wins right there. Cleveland, C- Cincinnati's going to find a way to get in trouble, and the Cincinnati's not that good. And Baltimore is just as old and corrupt as the Steelers. I don't know, man. I think that's a tough division, dude. I think that's a hard hitting division. It's a man division, but that's what the Steelers. I mean, it, the, the, to me, I always went the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's participant from the AFC should either has to go through Pittsburgh or, or Baltimore. Because unless you come to Steeltown or you go see Uncle Ray, you haven't earned a goddamn thing. Bengals are the sleeper of that division, though. I do. I think the and I listen, man. I know Cleveland is Cleveland, but they got some pieces, man. Oh, their old quarterback is good. I saw him light up a game on television on ESPN last year. That old man's going to be good in about. Three and what years. about the running back they got out of uh, Alabama? Yeah, but you got to block for him. Yeah, you got to block for him, and you got to keep in mind, like. He wasn't even, you know. Richardson, I think that kid's going to be here's, good. Here's who beats the Steelers. But he couldn't even beat out Ingram. Ingram was the starter there, and he yeah, had but, an okay no, year in no, Cincinnati. But, no, 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 I disagree with that. Because Ingram came back as the Heisman Trophy winner. You're not going to bench the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't care what Richardson does at, at that spring training for Alabama. He was going to share carries with Ingram. Ingram goes, then Richardson goes crazy. Here's, here's the thing with the Steelers. Only the, only the Baltimore Ravens in the last maybe 15 years have manned up and played Steeler football against the Steelers and won. That's the only team that's ever just out hit the Steelers in the last 15 years. The teams that beat the Steelers are the teams that can go four or five wide, can hold protection for three, four seconds, and have a quarterback good enough to find the open man. And those three or four teams crush the Steelers. Because the Steelers have no... The Steelers should have wasted all eight draft picks on finding eight cornerbacks the and finding teams, one that can guard somebody. That's what kills the Steelers every year for a decade. I don't know The why other they teams that beat the Steelers are teams that go like a, a seven, eight-man front and stop the run. If you can stop the run and disrupt Ben, you can beat the Steelers, I think, uh, in the last two or three years. Uh, well... Now that those receivers are getting a little older. 
I no, mean, actually, I you guys have a good core right now, receivers, though, of young receivers. Yeah. The offense is not the problem. It's the def- it's a defense giving up fourth quarter leads because all of a sudden everyone's passing every it's time. Running against old. the Steelers is stupid. You I can't mean, do it. For a decade or longer, you could name the four starting linebackers for the Steelers, and three of them were Pro Bowlers. Yeah, it's been that way for my 40 years I've been born. Right now, <laughs> right now, right now, as a big Steeler fan, would you say that's the case? The, yeah, we have two great ones on the outside, and the inside's in flux. Right. Now, you just wrote an Aspies, and you were talking about how you, you don't understand why Cam Newton didn't get more pub for last year. This year, I think he's just going to... I mean, there could be a sophomore slump, Plus, but I just think he could go nuts. You, there's eight-year-olds that can't play on who's, PlayStation better than Cam Newton played this year in the NFL. Had, you think Cam Newton didn't get enough publicity? I don't think... For what he did, I don't think he I did. don't think so at all. <laughs> Rookie I mean, of the year, cover a Madden... Uh, no. I think this year he's starting to get more, but as it was going on, Gatorade it was not the story that it should have been. First, ha- first pick, rookie of the year, set a record for rushing touchdowns as a, as a for an NFL quarterback. I I don't think so. I think he should be. I think he should be. Oh, I think he should be as hyped as LeBron James. Is. I, I, he sh- I I will give you that right there. In the number one sport in America, he's the probably the number one athlete. I mean, the guy is just. A, I, I I was blown away. And he there was all the story that he was really pissed that they weren't giving him any pub at all. He was, I thought he was a great quarterback. I'm really excited about him, and I think that this year it's going to be even crazier. I can't remember a rookie coming into the league and putting up that much offense by himself. Nobody ever has. I can't remember. Earl, I, well, exactly. He broke, he broke Pey- Peyton Manning's rookie record for touchdowns as a quarterback. Granted. And running, he looked like Earl Campbell. 40% of those touchdowns were runs. So what? I'm just saying. I'm, uh, I'm, His what, runs are different than Michael Vick's runs. No, Michael because Vick's he's a, runs are like, oh, my God, get down, get down, get out of bounds. Well, no, because Cam Newton's 6'5", 300 pounds. He's their goal line option. You know, when it's first and goal on the six, guess what? Cam Newton's fucking pushing I, forward three times. I love Vince versus Young. Peyton Manning, who's throwing him. Here's I, my here's my knock of Cam Newton. You ain't gonna be doing that in the NFL for seven, eight, nine years. You're not gonna be getting 28 touchdowns where 14 of them are rushing touchdowns. Peyton know, Manning, man, that guy hits as bad as Peyton he. Manning. Those touchdown numbers as a rookie, two of them are rushing touchdowns. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you this. Too. Okay, go on, Joe. You had a point. Oh, no, I'm not going to deny that he's probably not going to be the passer that Peyton Manning is, but just as an overall threat. I mean, he's a, he's a, as an overall threat. Like, I thought Vince Young, who was at Texas and just absolutely walked his way into the Rose Bowl and destroyed people, was a god. And he didn't do anything in the NFL, so I wasn't expecting take, anything from Cam Newton. I'll take Cam and over Cam this. Newton just completely walked in there and just I'm the only one that called it. I told everybody that. That what? Cam Newton was going to be good? Yeah. He was a fucking number one pick overall. That's not, I hate when people say that because that's not... Yeah, he's the number one pick, but nobody gave him a chance. Panthers dude, gave him what 50 you, million yeah, chances. by default, they were looking at anybody else but, but dude, picking but him. But dude, for you to say, hey man, I went out on a limb and said Cam Newton's going to be good. He's the number one pick overall. Dude, he's a rookie of the year. they the same thing about Kyrie Irving. They were like, no, he, he, he played two was, games. We're talking, we're talking NFL. Knows. We're talking NFL. Yeah, but I'm telling you, these numbers, just because they're number one picks doesn't mean that they come out as this glorious thing. They were looking at anybody but him. They were trying to find somebody else to pick him. No. They're easy, no, they were even go, trying to trade go, the pick. I, I, think, I, think this, I think this Jerry Rice character out of Mississippi Valley State is going to be is going to be something special. Yeah, that's going that on a cool, limb. But I told, that's going on a limb. The stop, number one dude, overall I was pick. calling it before even he got drafted.
Houston. He won the Heisman. Heisman college. He won the Heisman. He got the Heisman. He won the national college. He's never won. He's hardly ever won. I went on the limb. You're crazy. Before he was lighting it up, uh, and there was all the Heisman talk, I was saying, this guy's special, and I'll tell you why. When, when they were undefeated, when he never lost in college? No, like two wasn't. games in, I was, I was watching this kid play, and I'm like, this kid is a fucking animal. I, I think what Sam is saying is that no one expected him to come in and just look like he'd been in the NFL for 10 years. That's what he did. He didn't play like a rookie. He won games. I mean, he, he didn't throw. He, he, he didn't go nine of a. He didn't go nine to thirty with four picks, and his team lost by thirty. He right. was like, <laughs> I mean, no, I agree. he was scoring six touchdowns a he game. Made, but the guy always had poise. He always was cool under pressure. He won everywhere he won. And he, he has that X factor. That poise thing. in college though is not poise. In, there is grown men. And the NFL coming. College is like, you know, I mean, he, he did play in the SEC, though, so that is a big, that's playing, that's playing, play yeah, that's playing 10 hard weeks a year. That's not, you know, the guy, I think the kid in Sanford is going to have a little deer in the headlights uh, when he comes into Pittsburgh. I don't know. I don't know. Well, all I got to say is that RG3 is getting way more pub than Andrew Luck. I think, I, I think that was the point of our conversation before, that they're Andrew making like, Luck? Uh, what? Then, then Luck? Yeah, I mean, he's in more, have you seen Andrew Luck in one commercial yet? Well, I mean, I agree with you. But, I mean, he did win the Heisman. He, that was one of the sexiest college players we've had in a while. Okay, he that's uncomfortable he, because he's I mean, not sexy at I mean, all. Game, he's you know uncomfortable to look at. His I'm not face talking about fucking him. I'm talking about the kind of game he had was a sexy game to watch. Could throw, could run, came out of Baylor. He wasn't coming out of one of these big schools. Yeah, like but, that, but, but that, that kind of reminds me of, like, Achilles Smith and all the other guys down in Texas to throw 9,000 yards and get in the NFL. And those those are the Achilles trivia Smith. questions, though. He's but those are the people Achilles. that don't make it, not the guys that come out of the SEC or the, the Pac-12. It's the guys that come out. We played Baylor and Rice and SMU, and it's like, okay, well, now you're going to be playing the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Here's my theory. <laughs> Anybody who comes from a dominant conference but is on a doormat team that makes them compete with the big boys – that's a guy I always look to to do great shit. Kevin Tim Durant. Duncan. Yeah. I mean, you can look at, I mean, granted it's different sports, but you can look at these guys who come from doormat teams and power conferences who had their teams competing. Those are the guys you want on your team because they, their level of play is so much better that they lift these shitty teams up. Right. Absolutely. The only one who didn't, that didn't work for, for me was uh, Marcus Pfizer of, uh, Iowa State when he played basketball. I thought that was that guy could have gone on because he lifted that team up to compete for the conference championship. The old Fennis Dembo. Yeah. <laughs> Wyoming. Tim Duncan on Wake Forest. Chris Paul on Wake Forest. You can go down a list of guys who played on the The Admiral at Navy. Yeah. Who lift teams up. Again, Kevin Durant, you said it. Great player. I mean, Durant... Yeah. He single-handedly won the Big 12 at Texas with Tom Penders coaching. You know how hard it is to win a game with Tom Penders as your coach? <laughs> In basketball? Are you? I mean, come on now. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, but I like Cam I like Newton. That. If if I was Carolina, my whole offseason, get a defense. This kid can put up 30 points a game. you got to stop the other team. Yeah, and... Uh... And get, get and get a power weapons. fullback. Get him some weapons. So, on three, you know, because I'll tell you one thing that really helped Ben at the beginning and then exposed him a little bit was when the Steelers had Jerome Bettis, third and two, third and three was a running down. 
You know how easy that is when you know someone's going to fall ahead to you? You see, their offensive line is, I mean, that's one thing about Ben. Their offensive line's always stunk, and he gets sacked 80 times a year, and he's still good. Any other team, the quarterback would be in, a, in, in an insane asylum, let alone a more. Why can't they build that lineup? Because they have too much money everywhere else. You can't pay everybody. And they, that's, and that's like salary cap error. It's like hawk any, any salary cap, you can't pay everyone. Uh, but... It's so much easier when you can run the ball on third and two. When you have to go five wide on third and two. You're fucked. <laughs> I mean, too many things can happen. What they say, uh, three things happen when you throw the ball and two of them are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was my whole uh, argument with Brett Ernst on why I think uh, Barry Sanders better than Emmett Smith. is because Emmett Smith's line that blocked for him, were, they were all pros for like ever. <laughs> There's like 16 all pros on that like on that line over the years that sure. blocked for him, and they had a passing offense. Yeah, and a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and receivers, and a Hall of Fame like a college football Hall of Fame coach. Let's uh, let's have, let's take a call. Why not? All right, let's random call. Random, random call. call. How are you? Pretty good. How are you? Who's this? Seth. Oh, Seth. Hey, what's up, buddy? Seth. Pistola. The Polish Pistola. Welcome to the show, man. What's up? Hey, man, I just uh, read your fight announcement. Simon Thorson, huh? Yeah, yeah. When is that, brother? Uh, September 22nd, Toronto. Sweet. Hey, congratulations on, uh, I mean, I know you've had a couple fights in the UFC. That's still great to get, that you were able to work up to uh, that organization. And uh, can you talk a little bit about going from, let's say, I, I think you were in Ring of Fire, then moving into the UFC? Because, you know, Hector Lombard just fought, and we kind of saw where that was a huge step up in competition for him. Uh, kind of what your experience was on that. Yeah, I actually fought in no, ringside. It is in Montreal, Canada. Um, it was, uh, you know, uh, all, all the last five guys I fought at, at Welterweight have been, you know, extremely tough. Um, I feel I felt that uh, Tim McKenzie and Alex Garcia could both compete well at the at the welterweight class. So I mean, um, getting getting the call to UFC, I, I wasn't necessarily like, you know, everyone in UFC is so much better. I just I was just like, man, I got another tough fight. I got to prepare for it. So I mean, I, I felt I was going to do well at, at welterweight. You know, going into UFC, it was just you know trying to. Trying to capitalize on mistakes and listen to my coaches was the biggest thing I was I was focused on going back to UFC. And then three and zero in the UFC since your debut, huh? Yeah, yeah, Dude, that's, that's so awesome, man. I noticed uh, you improved your cardio after the Matt Brown fight. Uh, what aspects of your game have you been working out uh, since the Benoist fight? You know, I actually had a surgery um, right after Lance. And today is actually my first day back in, in the actual gym. Like, I've been jogging a little bit here and there from, from what the doctor cleared me from. But today's my actual first day of, uh, of being back in the gym. And, you know, I would say that the thing we're going to address the most is why I was giving up um, giving up easy takedowns. Uh, I think I can fight takedowns a little better than that. And I kind of, you know, Lance had a, a different style and, you know, uh, have to adjust to that and, and be ready so that never happens again. How many weeks of uh, camp are you looking at? Uh, eight and a half right now. So, you know, this will be a, a nine-week camp, give or take a few days. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about this uh, guy you're fighting. Is he a wrestler or? Um, you know, I haven't had a chance to look him up too much. From what I hear, uh, he's a jiu-jitsu guy. Yeah. But, you know, that's... 
that's just looking at his record. I, we're going to have to get the film and look. You know, some guys, you think they're jiu-jitsu guys, but they, they get submissions from knocking dudes silly. So, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, you know, my coaches kind of looked him up. I, I kind of just got the, the fight booked before I walked into the gym today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I had to have uh, a big chance. But from what I hear, he's, re- he's really good at jiu-jitsu. All right. Well, we really appreciate you calling, and unfortunately, our time is running out. Well, will you be fighting at at this big center out there, um, where they had the fights in Toronto? Yeah, uh, I believe it's one of the bigger venues in uh, in Canada. So I'm I'm assuming it's going to be a pretty big uh, pretty big crowd. All right, man. Well, we wish you could talk longer. Sorry that we're running out of time. We wish you hey, nothing but luck. Sorry, I didn't get uh, get back into you guys a little faster. I just kind of kept getting chewed out for the one and checking my phone. And I appreciate you guys having me on. And anytime you guys ever want me on again, let me know. Anytime, all the time. We'll keep in touch. And we'll, uh, keep us, uh, you know, in touch about how your uh, training's going. And we'll be rooting for you, brother. Thanks for calling hey, me, thank, thank you very much, guys. And it's always fun listening to you guys' show, man. You guys do good work. Thanks, Thanks man. We really appreciate it. it, dude. Good luck, brother. All right, this has been Punch Drunk. Guy, I think, gave the arm off for calling in. He's on the board with him and Renee. Got a big bet coming up. Oh. We had the legend Joe Bartnick writing for SBs. Now he's writing for the NFL on Fox. Power forward. Come Powerful. to the punchline August 8th and 9th for my CD recording. Thank you. All right, guys. At and, uh, Twitter, at Gabriel Killian. All right, man. And uh, this has been Punch Drunk. Hopefully the Jew will be next. be here next week. He will not. Oh, again with the You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.